The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And you can find us on Facebook and on YouTube. Watch the show on those two platforms and subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube so you can watch this show, The Brian Bailey Show, all of our post-practice interviews, Pirate Radio Trivia, Got uh, another couple episodes coming up very soon, uh, so stay tuned for that. It's all available for you at Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. All right, big Friday show on tap. It is free beer Friday, so we'll give away some beer and some goodies coming up in hour number three of today's program. Before we get there, we'll talk about the big stories of today and what's going on in Pantherland. Little Cleveland Browns preview and a look around the NFL in hour number one with Tony Dunn and Justin Bear. We'll get to those two gentlemen in just a moment. At four o'clock, Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop Radio Show will join us to give us an update on what's going on at the Northern Trust. And Harold Varner III finds his name near the top of the leaderboard as we come into the show right now. He is four strokes back of John Rahm. Harold at minus eight, uh, minus three for the day and uh is playing well once again he is through 11 and uh is making some noise and uh justin who's joining us is actually a golf guy he'll tell us kind of what harold needs to do to advance in the playoffs and play again next week so we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment and we'll talk about it with greeny at four o'clock morgan Ayler's voice of dowdy ficklin stadium and Minji's coliseum will join us at around 4 20 to talk pirate football and the uh, debut edition of the high school huddle is on the way tonight at six o'clock as we'll get you ready for the area high school action we got conley football coming up tonight at seven o'clock at around five o'clock brian north will join us to talk about what's going on in the world of sports and we have some mike houston comments to get to his final comments before the pirates take the field on saturday for their second fall scrimmage it is a big saturday and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment as well it is ladies day over in studio b shirley rhodes handling the audio production jenny shelton on the video side of things chandler honeycutt is away getting ready to call some whiteville high school football tonight and uh the big dog chipping in with some other stuff so we got shirley and jenny today hello ladies what's up what's up what's up clip nothing what's up tony hello justin hello boy you are 
There's a lot of energy. A ray of sunshine coming uh, coming through. All right, uh, Tony Dunn, how you doing, man? Man, I'm fantastic. I'm glad to be here on another Friday to talk some football and. Man, we got another week of preseason. It even started last night. Yeah, yeah um, it did with a, a quarterback of yeah. note that we'll talk about in a moment. Justin Bear, ECU Marketing and Browns fan, joins us today as well. Hello, Justin. Hello, Cliff. Good to see you. I would like to start the show by saying that I really like your shirt that you're wearing today. Thanks. The Charlotte Hornets old logo. Yeah, it's a classic, it. great colors. And uh, the Hornets might be pretty good next year. Justin, what are your duties, if any, Saturday? So we got... Uh, second scrimmage we have a, an equipment sale going on we got meet the pirates and we got media day are you working or I'll is it be, all pleasure for you i'll be there uh we're going to i think recognize our soccer and volleyball team so i'll make sure that they get out there when they're supposed to be out there that is uh, during the scrimmage during, i think it's gonna be before the scrimmage before the scrimmage but um around then and then helping we have a few interns passing our posters we actually got a pretty cool kind of alternate poster for football for football okay it's got people uh, love the posters yes uh we have a regular one but we also got one because we're not doing the autograph session uh we had all the guys sign it and basically created a poster out of that with all their signatures on it oh sweet so uh what uh, sorry you're not here for this but what is the meet the pirates format for saturday do you know uh like the scrimmage portion is there just a scrimmage yeah okay and there's no like yeah, I mean, there's, there's equipment sale on the scrimmage. Basically okay. All, it is. Yeah. all right. So you'll meet the Pirates as you watch them play football. Pretty much, yeah. With <laughs> okay. with with COVID, we can't do the normal yeah. you know, meet and greet and whatnot. Understood. So. Understood. I think also they're going to do some sign things. Aren't they going to throw some yeah. things in the stands and try to engage with the fans a little bit differently yeah. throughout the scrimmage? So yeah. It'll be more fun. Yeah, I think they're going to throw little mini footballs that they've signed, I think, out into the crowd at the end. So. All right, good deal. Uh, Justin Baird joining us to talk some football. Uh, a couple of news of the day items. I mentioned HV3 playing well. He is right now eight under par, four shots back at the leader, John Rom. So we will keep uh, you updated on that. Also, big news today. Well, it's we don't know what it fully is yet, but there is an alliance forming between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 uh, according to multiple sources, uh, this could be about scheduling, potentially, I don't know, getting together for a giant conference. We don't know the full scope of this alliance that apparently is to be forming. Is it the this Alliance sounds, of American Football? It could be the AAF coming back. This sounds so, awesome. so wwe that's what i was just thinking i was thinking this, this is sounds... to fight the nwo now yeah. they've got to make something else it's like you know you got the four horsemen in the sec and then the next thing you know you got all these other alliances and all like, what what this is, is this, all about i mean obviously I this is all it, about money but... is it good or bad for ecu not seeing the big 12 in there makes me think okay this isn't terrible they're still yeah potential for a big 12 american alliance alliance to, to yeah. join the fray i always so would, the we, would, that, would that then be the alliance of american football <laughs> technically yes thank yeah. you when you use the word alliance it really makes it really sound like this is a dirty business like they're like teaming up to kill each other or fight i feel like there other. should be some like world leaders involved in this yeah. you're talking about alliances <laughs> mike oresco is our prime minister or yeah he's not a dictator no he's our leader yeah. He's our commander He's in our chief. King. He's our he, king. <laughs> He's our uh Well, I'm your uh what am I, Shirley? I'm our, your king. Our uh, what is it? 
isn't there like chancellors and czars and no his name i did <laughs> mcmahon Vince. Vince McMahon. Vince, thank you. Yeah, I just Vince. my name went. Um, that name went. Good. The, his first name just went completely blank. I wasn't really sure where you were going with that, Shirley. I thought you were <laughs> trying to name like prime ministers or something. No, 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 no. By the way, speaking of wrestling, which nobody here is into, no. uh, CM Punk could be coming back tonight to AEW. Oh, so wow, I'm I'm excited about that. All right, uh, so there is that news of the day. Uh, anything else before we move on? We'll have some Mike Houston comments coming up later on in today's show the final uh practice before the second scrimmage and i guess is fall camp done i mean when the kids start school they get into regular i guess technically yeah yeah. i mean the practices roll on but it's you're getting into game week style practices now so uh that'll begin next week preparation for appalachian state at last check east carolina a 10 and a half point underdog to the mountaineers which has dropped down three and a half four points good thing that is a good thing people betting on the pirates all right uh tony dunn we haven't talked to you in two weeks i know i haven't talked yeah you weren't even here last week can you give us a uh what's the topic of conversation been on the c3 podcast regarding panthers training camp and after one preseason game i think the biggest conversation is probably the one fans are least interested in and that is the offensive line the state of the offensive line and how is how is cam irving and taylor moten on the at the tackle position going to work out can it work out and a lot of talk about brady christensen the rookie who played pretty well in the first preseason game uh but i i think to just kind of make that a, a little bit more interesting to people who do not care about half the names that people do not remember is that the, you know the offensive line is always the the line of defense for the quarterback and right now is that the panthers are trying to figure out if sam darnold uh, can you know revive his career in a way that Tannehill did in Tennessee, and that's going to start with having an offensive line that's decent to better than it's been in the past. And so, um, and then I think that conversation has actually kind of moved in, and um, to the backup quarterback a little bit, a little bit, just because that's all we've seen in this first preseason game. So you know, who's the guy going to be? PJ Walker, or Will Greer. Right now, it's the when you don't play your starters in the the first week of preseason, and I kind of am leaning to don't play them at all. That's not going to be the case. They are going to play them some, I believe, this week against the Ravens. The there, it's kind of thin. You're just watching practice, and everything's supposed to be rosy right now. Chandler is adamant about playing Sam Darnold. He says that you disagree with that. Yeah, I don't want to play him at all. I am. I'm more on the Chandler side than your side. Chandler wants to play Sam Darnold just so he can see him, right? It's for Chandler. That's what that is for. <laughs> is that that's the only reason he wants to see Sam Darnold because we're all waiting in te- in, in anticipation to see if this is going to work tonight uh, work this year. So if he comes out and throws three or four passes that are pretty sharp, makes some completions, maybe even leads a drive, then you go, oh man. I feel him way much, way well, better. Well, the whole fan base at. would feel better at that point. Sure, but guess what? It's too late. It's too late. Sam Darnold is going to be the quarterback in Week One, whether he plays bat poorly in this preseason game or great. So, I'm just to the to the point of if if you're a professional, and I wanted to ask you guys this: Do you think that these uh, preseason reps, one or two series a quarter, knocks that much rust off of you as a player? someone who's been playing this game their entire life that you know all of a sudden now i remember what game speed's like 
I don't know. That, that's a good question. It would be a good question for a former football player. We yeah. should uh, get one on the phone right now. But, you know, game situations, like if you're doing a hurry-up offense, yeah, that would probably – but just like a regular first and ten or second and eight, I don't know how much that will get you ready for week one that you couldn't do just at practice the day before. That's a good question. But I do think it's different for Aaron Rodgers, who hadn't played a preseason game since – 2016 or whatever to even sam darnold who has been in the league for a little while but not with this team not with this coach not with this o-line not with these receivers i I do think it's different you bring up a good point though what they're doing at practice day in day out certainly will help you more than two series and a preseason every team looks rusty in week one so (laughs) i mean you're not you don't have your whole probably starting normal 11 out there and and, you know the same thing too is like you talk about it's it's gonna be a scripted drive and you're probably not throwing everything you got out there either so it's like you're not showing a lot you're not showing a lot so it's like great you're throwing sam darn out there to play four throw four pass that's scripted the whole week and i tell you what you don't want to do tony is play sam darnold without your starting o-line in there (laughs) <laughs> that's the worst possible I mean, thing you, you might not do. even want to play him with the starting mm-hmm. goal line. Sure. But the you, backups are even worse. If you're, right. you're going to have the your prized possessions in these preseason games, you better have people around them that are competent that won't get them killed. I just feel we've bet on these players already. Look, the coaches come out and said, we before the first preseason game, we know the 40, 40 45 people on this roster already. You know, so it's not like you're that going sucks out for there. those guys that are playing to hear that. Yeah. But, you know, it's not all of a sudden you're not going to go, well, man, Brian Burns is just not looking like he was. In fact, you hear, well, but there are guys that are on a cut line. Sure. I'm OK with them playing. Yeah. But if Darnold is on the cut line, we are in some big. <laughs> yeah, we got some big problems right now. Tony, I tweeted this to you yesterday. Oh, I, I saw this on CBS Sports HQ odds to lead the league in interceptions in 2021. Two guys at the top, my guy Ryan Fitzpatrick, your guy Sam Darnold. Should we bet each other who's going to be the more? Do I, I? I think that Sam Darnold will throw more than Ryan Fitzpatrick because Fitzpatrick won't <laughs> make it through the season. Now that is something I wanted to get to. If you're going to place this bet, you got to be certain that your guy is not going to get benched, right? It's, it's the Eli Manning thing that Eli Manning had so many interceptions because. Nobody ever took him out. He's going to play every yeah, week. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like he play, he started all sixteen games. Yeah, and who's more likely to get yanked? Ron Fitzpatrick has been yanked everywhere he's been, and they like Heineke. Ron Rivera has this weird love affair with Kyle Allen, who might be playing tonight. I don't know why he's still. I have to keep saying his name, but they are there are guys behind Fitzpatrick that I could see going in if he struggles. The question is. Is P.J. Walker or Will Greer going to go in right. if Darnold does struggle? This list is so rude. Sam Darnold, <laughs> Fitzpatrick, Goff. Like, poor Goff. What did he do to anybody? I mean, Playing he, in Detroit now. Yeah, but he's still they're going to – he hasn't even thrown a high volume of passes or interceptions, it feels like. And then how does Zach Wilson – No, I like that one. I See, like the. No, I would bet on that one. I like the rookies. He's gonna be like the Peyton Manning when yeah. he threw all this because it's like the Jets don't have anybody else, so he's gonna probably start every single game. This Throwing year. Thir- He's gonna do what Sam Darnold. He is the new Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, Justin, if Baker may, if if Cleveland didn't go to the style of play they're in now mm-hmm. and have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, would he be on this list? I don't think so because if you look at the end of the season last year, that's when the Browns really turned around because. Baker Mayfield only threw like one interception the last like eight weeks of the season, like something crazy. I asked that because in 2019, 21 interceptions for Baker Mayfield yeah. on 534 attempts. 
he cut his attempts down by 50 uh in 2020 and a lot of that is handing it off to those guys yeah so i don't know if if and look he went from 22 and 21 touchdown interception to 26 and 8 yeah so how much of that a lot of that's got to be just running the football how much of that is baker is better at taking care of the football i think he's i mean i think he's learning the game and learning the nfl yeah don't you think playing from ahead helps a little bit too i mean you're 11 5 team your defense is putting good spots Mm. when you're a bad team you got to take more risks you gotta you know you're getting out there and you're in long situations good point tony that's a reason not to bet on fitzpatrick because washington might not be ahead every game but with their defense they're gonna be in every game i don't see them getting boat raced a lot and having to try to catch up at the end so take him off uh maybe and i, would, I go I, back to jared golf now maybe he's on the top of the i like board. zach wilson i make that bet jalen hurts didn't they get shut out last night wasn't that the was it hurts didn't play yeah it was the flacco show which the center snapped it over his head and thank joe him, flacco so. yeah still in the, the league one yeah. that's crazy the very one uh big ben is on this list and trevor lawrence as well love the uh the rookie interception props lawrence is a good one too they're not yeah. going to yank him for Minshew, probably will they i would i mean he's shocked. no never he's a competent backup quarterback maybe one of the best in the league but they want to see what they got in trevor lawrence can't make a tim tebow joke anymore there ah slide oh, him okay. over at yeah. yeah it's tim bad. tebow has been cut do you think the panthers pick him up no brad has a proclamation he says taylor heineke will be week six by week six will be starting in landover in beautiful Raljon, Maryland, for the Washington football team. That has been, thank you, Chase Young, that has been Fitz's M.O. his entire career. Poor fella. He's either the best backup in the league that everybody's excited about when he goes in or the starter everybody wants out. And that's, that's actually I mean, he's basically okay. the, He's like the 33rd best quarterback in the NFL every year. <laughs> All right, well. I mean, I mean, that's where he is. Like, No, 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 no. I mean, you said he's the Derek Anderson of quarterbacks. We did this the other day. All right, do your power rankings for 2021. Who you'd rather have? You'd rather have Baker than all these guys. But yeah. Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Tua Tagovailoa? What, what, oh. What's the uh, ranking? I guess Fitzpatrick. Would there be. you go. So he can't really? be 33rd. Why it, are you saying? Why, why I, no Tua? Like, can't you just say that Tua after Tua's, a rookie Tua's season? An upside, Tua would be the upside pick if you're like. This is for if, this season only. I'm asking. If I want to win a football game, like if I say I need to win this football game, I think I take Fitzpatrick because of the experience. The experience and like, and we've seen him do it. The lack yeah. of remorse. We've seen yeah. him do good things. We've also have a rolodex of awful passes he's thrown. If you go by future, Fitzpatrick's probably last on the list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, you know we would not have said that since uh, the only reason we say that is because of that. What was it with the Jets that he had the real good year? He's only had a couple. I mean, well, he had that year with the Buccaneers where he started like four games and and blew it up. They beat the Saints, uh, crushed them week one, and then he wore that that shirt and the oh where he just yeah Yeah. Yeah. Tony you're talking about I can't remember because he's played with every team if it was the Bills or the Jets he was on where he had a chance to make his first playoff appearance and threw three picks in week 17 it was with one of those teams I think that was the Jets but that's his thing like just up and down up and down it's a roller you know what we should we should change the question now to if you had to win one playoff game what name would you take and then you gotta go Jared Goff yeah, he's the only one that's done it. <laughs> he's the only one that's done it. Yikes. Do we have like... He almost won a Super Bowl. Gurley or uh, anybody to hand it to? I know. I don't know. 
All right, let's uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We will talk more Panthers football. We'll talk a little Browns football and more with Tony Dunn, Justin Bear here in hour number one of Pirate Radio Live, a free beer Friday edition. Tune in. Uh, hour three will be giving away a 12-pack of, this is something new, Blue Sky Blue Kolsch beer. That looks good. I've had a Kolsch before. It's pretty good. I love good. a good Kolsch. Love a good Kolsch. And Bud Light uh, aluminum bottles. How about a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles? We'll throw in a large two-topping pizza to Domino's as well. It's all part of Free Beer Friday. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a football Friday and a free beer Friday. Big show here today as we are 13 days away. Yes. Inside of two weeks from kicking things off next Friday, we'll be previewing week zero of the college football season. Wow. Everybody will be tuned in to Illinois and Nebraska and UCLA, Hawaii, because it'll be real football on television. So, uh, very exciting times. And uh, we'll be covering Media Day and the second scrimmage coming up tomorrow. So, make sure you are tuned in, locked in to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'll have the post uh, scrimmage interviews on youtube as well as our interviews for ecu media day so a big saturday on tap uh make sure you are locked into our social media accounts uh as i click on the nfl tab on espn.com there are more stories about fights during joint practices than there are about injuries i mean i hate to bring this up but i'm just reporting that and Jets fans don't want to hear this because they had a player who went down and out right. for the season, Carl Lawson. But there have not been a major rash of injuries thus far why this preseason. Why are you doing because that? Because we have to... I, I want to don't, just don't say it. But I've already said Too it. Too late. Too late. I do want to go back to what you were saying with the, the excitement of football coming back. And I think this applies to the NFL as well, is that we've been in such a just a kind of strange limbo for so long. Is This is just symbolic, I think, of us hopefully continuing uh on a return to some sort of normal world I yes think that, you know we're always and, uh, excited about football, to see right? fans in the stands but you think about it, last year at this time we were wondering are we going to play football games or well games are being canceled every yeah. day yeah moved around 
and it was almost you, you were scared to get excited yes I, at, at this point we can get excited right well i'm a browns fan so i never get excited <laughs> love uh it. love it you have reason to be excited i have a, i have a lot of reason to be excited but there's you talking about the injury rash has me nervous because the, <laughs> the browns are losing all their linebackers oh are they yes okay i apologize for that it's okay you guys got to keep up with those guys better losing them yeah really who's who's keeping up with them nobody justin browns are in a good division they are uh where are they uh let's talk about that it's only 50 percent good right so you're saying who ravens and uh browns yeah you're not saying the steelers Steelers are out i'm not i'm not sold on them i mean i guess their their record last year was I mean, they were they won the division last year. Yeah, no. Yeah, they hosted a playoff game. Who they were the best, it, the worst, it, it's, it's best team ever. It seemed me who they might have lost to in the first round last year. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, probably the best moment of your sports life. Uh, no, the Cavs winning the championship in 2016 was better. I forgot about that Cleveland uh, Cavs championship. Uh, but no, so Tony is down on, what, Big Ben too old? Yeah. Uh, the Mike Tomlin era is that coming to an end? Do they wait or do they let him groom another quarterback? Or I don't know. What do you think about the Steelers, Justin? Uh, I mean, I think they're one of those ones that are on the opposite end of the Browns. Like, I just assume they're going to be good. Like, they just seem to figure it out every year. Yeah, but was that playoff game maybe the death nail in the Steelers? It as could we be. Know. I mean, you know, they definitely are in that spot, and thankfully, Big Ben restructured his deal a little bit, but they're kind of in that cap you know they're running up against it and they're having to pick and choose who they're paying and and you know they're having to get rid of some of those guys so um and i think their offensive line's probably a little shaky but you know they always seem to figure it out all right uh ravens are who wins the division in your opinion this year ravens Um, or browns that's a tough one i don't i don't like lamar jackson i just feel like the lamar jackson thing is going to end eventually but he keeps playing well so with that, I think it's it's probably still the Ravens, but I think the Browns and Ravens are you know week I guess what week eighteen now are going to be down to the down to the wire. Uh, I drafted Odell Beckham Jr., who I do not like as a football player. Is he relevant this year? I think so. They said he's having a great camp and he's looking back to normal and you know being the explosive Odell that he has been in the past. Also heard this, Tony. This will be a uh, trivia question next week for, well, both of you guys are here. Um, who is the last duo, running back duo, to rush for 1,000 yards in a season where they both did it? Well, it's, it happened in 2009. That would be the Carolina Panthers. That would be Stewart and Williams. Yeah. Now, Jackson did it with who? Mark Ingram? Or was it Dobbins last year? Jack uh, yeah. Lamar Jackson has done it with yeah. a running back, but the last duo to do it was the Panthers. I've heard talks of potential the Browns Hunt got, and Chubb were, doing it. There was they were close last year because they got the benefit that Chubb missed a few games and and Hunt was the starting running back there for a little while and he kind of racked up some yards. But they got close last year. Do you think is it realistic to think it could happen? Well, you got an added game this year. Yeah, as well. I, I would think that there's a pretty good chance. I think they're going to continue to to run the football. They've built that offensive line to run the football and. But that's the thing is they've got a lot of weapons on the outside to throw the football to. Are the Browns exciting? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they'd be a but, fun team to play with in Madden. But yeah, but how also, about real life? Wait, he just said they were exciting, and he also said he never gets excited. I, <laughs> what a, a paradox. It's, yeah, it's a— They're exciting for everybody but him. Yeah, in my brain, my brain is a hell of a place to be, and it's, it's never a good thing. My point is, like, in their style of play, is it still fun to watch? Because— 
they are and and that, look i'm not trying to like say baker is this bad quarterback and you don't want him throwing but their bread and butter is is running the football yeah i mean and that's the thing is he i think he really thrives on the play action off that run game i think yeah. that's why he does well in that offense because he is very strong in the play action um yeah i mean i i'm okay if we're not throwing the football because it means the run game's working in your opinion uh chiefs team to beat in the afc yeah bills or are you not ready to give them that the mantle yet I think the Bills are right there, too. I mean, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are probably the class of the AFC right now, and I think those are the two teams that you would think you've probably got to take down to get to the Super Bowl. And maybe I am discrediting Wentz and the Colts, but like I feel like the Titans are a shoe-in to win the South at this point. Well, Wentz isn't going to play for, you know, eight weeks. So but see, that's the thing. They're saying he's walking around camp without a boot on. Yeah, like uh, I feel like he's gonna play before then really yeah yeah that's awesome but my point is even if he does like i still feel like the titans run away with it i i'm to the point where i still need baker i need to see baker do it again right it's yeah. like i'd like to see you know you like to think that last year was a turning point in him getting things yeah. together and i think i'm ready to even put josh allen in that category i know he had such a sensational year mm-hmm. but you know it, it was that just lightning in a bottle or is he going to be able to be consistent going forward so I, I think those kind of unknowns make yeah. you just wonder a little bit. We know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be sensational. Yeah. Justin, I think the Chargers, I, I guess the Chargers are another team that could surprise people, or we might just be living on Justin Herbert's rookie year a little bit. But they got so many offensive weapons on yeah. that team. With the Chargers, I feel like we're, this happens a lot where somebody's so underrated they become overrated. Yeah. Like, was, I'm almost tired of the Chargers talk at this point. Well, I'm, I don't remember what the stat was, but they've played like – an unbelievably high number of like single digit games and like, they would blame the uh head coach lynn right yeah of losing all those games and that's the thing is like they talked about last year is like you know they flip a few of those and it's like you're talking about the chargers as you know one of the top teams in afc but they just lost all of those games and we also even before herbert had uh philip rivers who was in every single game throwing a pick or losing mm-hmm. the game at the end and looking to the heavens i believe one of those single digit games was the panthers last year too I don't recall. That was one of our early, like our first win of the season, I believe. Uh, Justin, Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangenius, Pat Shermer, Rod Chazinski, Mike Pettin. It's a hell of a list. Hugh Jackson. Who's the best one Freddie of that Freddie Kitchens. Hey, that's a good uh, question. Who's the best out of that group? I Romeo. Was, I think, yeah, Romeo had a pretty decent run. Chazinski, I think, had a season in there. Hugh Jackson uh, was 336 and one. Is that right? Mm, yeah. That's impressive. He was the one who said, if we go 1 and 15, we're going to, um, I'll go jump in the lake. And then. Well, no, no. He said 0 oh, and 16. And then they won one game, right? No, I think it was. He should have jumped in the lake. Anyway. He did. End up he jumping, ended up doing it. Yeah, I forget which way it went. But he as, basically was like, we're not going to be that bad again. And then we were that bad again. <laughs> as bad yeah. as, as Washington's been at hiring head coaches, that list has got to be the worst run in the NFL, right? Yeah, for sure. From that, I started in 2005. Uh, Cornell was 16 games under 500, and that's uh, the highest winning percentage out of those coaches, which is incredible. Uh, and honestly, these are all like coordinators who got a head yeah. coaching job, and they went the same route with Stefanski, right? Yeah. But they might have hit on one this time. It seems like they got the right one this time. Yeah. 
I like his attitude, his kind of temperament. He seems like just steady the course and real confident in, yeah. in his own ability and the play. And and they even won a game. Like when he went out with COVID last yeah, year, they, they, they still, still were. Won. Yeah, they played a great game with him out. And I think he's. I think he's really changed the culture within the locker room. I think that's the biggest difference. You know, as a head coach, like they have, you know, every head coach knows X's and O's. Like he, they, they get that. And they've got coordinators that understand that your job as a head coach is to set that culture and set that confidence and, and, you know, put your guys in the best position to win football games. That's impressive that you can do that so quickly with a team that has never had that. You yeah. Know? And then that also kind of makes your success problematic in a way. I mean, he went and had such a good right. opening season as now the expectation is 11 games, right? Yeah. And that's a tough, that's tough for any team to do in the NFL. It's impressive, but at the same time, if you stripped away the brown color and the orange helmet and the name Browns and looked at their roster, oh, it was yeah. loaded. You would say, it was "Oh, loaded. this is a playoff team." Yeah, yeah. But we had sure. also said that the year but, before. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, you know, there's been so many years where like there's a lot of good players in the Browns, and you know, none of them perform. What's it been like, uh, like not caring about the draft? It was a very weird experience, <laughs> and that's the thing though is that. It's really nice because then they went in the draft and drafted uh, Greg Newsom, who was a very good player. And then they took uh, the linebacker from Notre Dame in the second round, who was somewhat of a risk. But when you're not having to feel like you have to hit on this pick, right. you can take take some chances on some guys who you know maybe have some injury background or whatever and, and get a really good player later. Is Newsom a cornerback? Yeah, he is. He's kind of struggled in that that first preseason game, right? Or at least he, I saw him on this one article that was rookies that are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the hard thing with him is that, you know, he's playing the number 1 cornerback right now cuz Denzel Ward's out. You know, when Denzel Ward comes back, you know, here you're moving him to the 2 spot, you know, which I think is going to be a lot more comfortable for him going forward. Sure. Uh week 2 of the preseason got underway last night. Cam Cameron Newton. Boy, man, the titles of these headlines change in 24 hours so quickly. All right, so I talked about this, Tony, and I'll bring it up with you. Last year, week one, Cam wins, Brady loses. And everybody's like, oh, Belichick knew what he's doing. Belichick wins again. And then Tom Brady went on to win the Super Bowl. Week one this year, the reaction after that Jets-Panthers game is going to be incredible. Yes. Jets made the right move to, uh, to move on. Zach Wilson's great. Or... Boy, the Jets should have stuck with Darnold. He looked great in the Panthers' win today. Everybody's going to overblow the hell out of that. Or, that or is one there game. a scenario where they, it's like a 7 3 game and they're like. <laughs> they just tie 0 yeah, 0. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, 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 nobody made the right Nobody move. won today. Or what if it is what you're if tr- it's you're like right. 10 7 and all the points come from like the defense? Yeah. Like yeah. 9 7, yeah. runs a sack or something. Yeah. Panthers had one more pick six than the Jets <laughs> and were able to win. No, that's true, but I, I do feel like it's going to be. To a much level, lesser degree, the same thing as week one overreactions last year. I brought this up with Antoine Staley, who joined us earlier this week, and he said it's not just week one. The reaction after every week, because you only play one game a week, is just so magnified and out of control, but that's what we do. That's why we like football so yeah. much. Yeah. It's really manageable and understanding the storyline and the narrative. And then with like something like baseball is that you can be like, oh, well, they had a bad week, but it really doesn't matter. So all yeah. of a sudden, they can be a different team next You break week. it down like into months almost. Yeah. Like, how did yeah. this guy do this month or whatever? Uh, but anyway, Cam Newton, 8 of 9, 103 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown was a catch and run, but it, was a, uh, it had some zip on it. Yeah. Good, good ball. Uh, Mac Jones, 13 of 19, 146 yards. 
guys when do you uh does mac jones play in 2021 i i don't know it's so hard to tell with the preseason because he was going up probably against the twos and the threes so it's like how do you but he's also playing probably with the twos and the threes so it's like really hard to to judge but i mean i i think that there's probably a decent chance that he plays a little bit he only plays if Cam Newton gets hurt or Cam Newton, you know, just regresses. Like, well, that's my question. Then, like, Does he play because of performance, not injury? I I think it would be very difficult if Cam is kind of putting up this kind of show in in the preseason and he's doing all the right things. Belichick loves him yeah. and some things. I think it would just be difficult to start Mac Jones over him. I mean, I think that would be an unnecessary kind of yeah. risk to take at this point. Um, but, but I think lot, it depends too how you know, all they made the a ton of offseason moves, but also they're getting a lot of guys back on defense. And yeah, last year that side of the ball got away from them. So their if, defense was atrocious last year, and they did have the number one. Uh, they were like the team with the most COVID opt outs yeah. in all of football. So and most of those guys on the defensive side too, yeah. giving up a lot of points. So if they're in games and, and Cam's winning some close games, even if they lose a few, a few close games, I don't think he'll be benched. I think if he's keeping them competitive, yeah, I don't see how they're gonna bench him. I tell you, Cam looks bigger in a Patriots uniform. Like he's just the colors, mass. Or? I don't know what it is, but I'm like, God, I don't remember him just looking so much taller than everybody. I know he's been a big yeah. giant dude, but he. Well, didn't the Panthers used to like to go out and get like six ten receivers too? We so. did. Bums, six ten bums, <laughs> six ten bums. Kevin Benjamin. Yeah, they were six ten both ways. <laughs> tonight the football team takes on the Bengals team uh on nfl network and chiefs cardinals tonight tony your panthers will play their first game on the new track at bank that's of right Stadium. I, keep, I forget uh tomorrow night against the ravens you've already said that you are fine with no starters playing it does sound like generally speaking this week we're going to see more starters than we saw in week one of the preseason so what if anything are you looking forward to seeing from your Panthers tomorrow night? I think I want to see um, if they do play some starters is what the who's going to be filling out the offensive line like as who's going to play left tackle is is interesting. I also want to see if you go to the next level of players like I said Brady Christensen performed well on the right side a rookie um, out of B, uh, not BYU um, the Mormon school BYU. That is. Alright then I got it right um, thank you I never yeah. get it right so I was actually surprised that I got the name right um, is that if he he had a lot of success on the right side for his first performance, but the Trent Scott on the left side in the second line was was awful, right? I mean, he had three false starts in a row. I kind of wonder if they want to use this as an opportunity to move some guys around and just see if they got anything at the other side, or do they just trot Christensen back out where he was, keep him comfortable, and and try to work with that. The Panthers, the next thing I think you're looking at is how some of these defensive players, particularly in the secondary, can you find some guys that are competing at safety? Because right now the Panthers have some weaknesses at linebacker and with some unknowns in the secondary. And you want to see if Kenny Robinson is a guy uh, who has been playing great in camp and as well in this preseason game. Uh, it can kind of solidify a role in this team. And then the last thing that I'll be looking at is how does that running back order look uh, last week, there was no Reggie Bonifon. He was dealing with an injury. I do not know if he's going to play yet. But Ch- Chuba Hubbard, the rookie, got a lot of action or a significant amount of action without Christian McCaffrey there. And it was ups and downs. He did bust a 
yard runoff that made it feel fantastic but if you looked at the other parts of the play he had dropped a cop dropped a cup dropped a couple of balls in the process so can he kind of was that the jitters and the nervous jitters or and how does he look in that second game i think that's kind of what i'm looking at well, tony dunn uh joining us if tony is to well, unfortunately die in a scuba diving accident one day tony it is good to know that we have you talking about the panthers needing a left tackle so much that even when yeah. you, we can honor you in your death and just play that over and over yeah. again because you've been saying that for eight years now yeah yeah i mean ever since i've been coming on this program <laughs> it's just not been the same thing yeah, what's crazy is that's been like the one thing the browns have had was it Joe Thomas? Because they had Joe Thomas for yeah. so long. and If you could combine yeah. powers, you'd be a, a force. We, we would have been a, a conference championship team. Who the Brownies got this week, Justin? Uh, the Giants. The G-Men. That's coming up Sunday on the NFL Network. What do you want to see? <laughs> Tony's a radio veteran. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> what do you want to see from uh, Cleveland? What position battles are going on? Uh the, the kind of, like I said earlier, the kind of sketchy one right now is with linebacker. They just have had a lot of injuries, but um, I mean they're not playing a lot of guys right now. Uh, Baker said I think the only way he's going to play is if he. Savansky said he's only going to play if he gets into a fight. So he might throw hands with Saquon at some point in the huh. next few days. But okay. uh, so he's not playing. Um, so that and then the cornerback position, like we talked about earlier, a lot of young, talented guys, um, but a lot of injuries in that. You're experiencing a lot of things for the first time, a boring draft and a boring preseason. Because yeah. when you're a good team, the preseason's super boring. When you stink and you don't you have a lot of questions, you have more to watch in the preseason. Yeah, like Is it a, exciting to be unexcited? Yeah, like I haven't <laughs> I haven't really cared. I've just kind of been going along and like, well, well when week one comes around I'll be I'll be locked in. But. I was gonna get the Browns defense with uh, my final pick of our fantasy draft, but they play the Chiefs week one. Yeah. So I might pass on that one. I got a question about the Giants and Saquon Barkley is that I saw that this was the first time in training camp this past week that he had been, I guess, working just without restriction. And that wasn't even in the drills, but like running on the sidelines or something. There's a question. How did I of, draft this guy so high if this is such a concern about him being ready? Well, first of all, you didn't draft him high. What pick, You got him in 11. Yeah. Like if we, if we know he's good, he's three four or five i could have totally yeah. gotten an adp of 13 here clip <laughs> wow okay cw thanks for joining us no there's a question of there's still a question i think is he ready for week one right yeah and then but, is that offensive line gonna make any holes for him too? do you think that I'm, alfred morris release suggests that he might be a little bit closer to being ready than not i don't know I'll, let me look at their depth chart to see if they have a running back but i i'm excited going into a draft tomorrow tony where I'm in a position where all the top guys are going to be gone, I think Saquon's going to be there for me, and I'm excited about it. Okay. Because I feel like we're getting a discount on a guy that and, – and we're kind of basing it on when he was healthy. But that rookie year – let me pull up his numbers uh, from his rookie year. We are getting a guy that was the offensive rookie of the year that had 1,300 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, 91 receptions, 721 yards. Like, I you're hope getting I that get at that 11. Play. If yeah. I get that player, man. And mm. we saw what happened recently. That was an injury, but I still think they are going to force feed him the ball. Kenny Galladay is going to be out the whole freaking year. I got him on my team. Still had 1,000 yards in the second year. 13 games. 13 games. So I, I feel good about where you got him in the draft there's still a question obviously but 
over 2,000 yards from scrimmage in his rookie year. I think he can get back to that. I hope so, man. As long as Daniel Jones doesn't fumble it on the way to handling the ball Every off time. the It's always a possibility, though. Not they should just wildcat it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Take out the middleman. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one with Tony Dunn, Justin Bear talking NFL. More to go when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer football Friday. Got our free beer Friday giveaway coming up in hour three. Talking football uh, throughout the show. We'll be talking some golf with Greeny in just a minute. And Harold Varner III continuing to climb his way up the leaderboard. He has shaved off two strokes since we've been talking this hour now minus 10 for the tournament minus five for the day and he is just two strokes back of john rom at the northern now uh justin you are into golf this is uh the first playoff i guess yeah, uh, first play- event of the playoff and what do, well first of all who what gets, does that mean <laughs> who gets to advance to the second tournament uh, it's the, the top 70 on the points list so they're at 125 now um, and then they add the points to wherever you were at. So I think Harold came in in the, in the mid 70s. So he's right in that borderline where he's got to play decently well, but I don't think he's got to, you know, like some of those guys are like 125 have to basically win this week to get to the next round. But, um, you know, he's probably in that range. He's got to get a top 10 or 20 finish to kind of make sure he gets into next week. Yeah. Uh, so he is in fantastic shape at the moment. Right now. Yeah. Just got to hope that continues. So with these. Do they still have a projected cut for these tournaments? Yeah, so the first two, I, uh, I think it might be just this week, and then next there week. There is a cut line. Yeah, yeah, and then I think next week and the week after, there's no cuts. It's a smaller field. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, good stuff. We'll talk to Greeny about that in just a moment, but Harold playing great. And, Justin, I see this uh, complaint a lot for people that watch golf. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you have been kind of paying attention to it. We have not seen Harold on TV, no. despite his great play, as we've been watching this hour. Yeah, they get. I mean, they kind of get into their points where they've got their camera crews following certain groups, and they just kind of lock it on those guys. And unless you do something spectacular, you know, make a hole in one or you know, hole something from the fairway, they're not going to really show anything outside those few groups. And it's even worse now when you're playing these tournaments because you have the 125 best players on tour, so all the big name guys are playing right now. So that's kind of what happens. All right, uh, guys, let's go, uh, Justin. Before you go, what what events uh, are you working athletics wise in the fall? Uh, I have women's soccer. Women's soccer, which unfortunately took an L. Yeah, they did. In overtime. I believe we're going to talk to the Hammer, uh, Jason Hamilton, head coach of the ECU women's soccer team, next week on the show. 
uh but they lost in ot in yeah. their debut right yeah tough loss on the road to old dominion they got a big game coming up is it the end of next week uh yeah next thursday they're uh they're testing out playing south carolina here in greenville oh okay so the gamecocks come to town ahead of the football yeah. team coming to town uh we'll talk to jason hamilton ahead of that coming up on the show uh final thoughts uh browns 2021 playoff team i i think so if that's if, the floor it's very scary to me to feel that I'm like very confident that we're at least going to be a wild card team. Um, I've never, ever been there before. Do you remember the scene? And it wasn't even a hundred percent, but the scene of the Bills home playoff game last year, yeah, when it was like fifty uh, percent or whatever yeah. it was, but the people were losing their minds. What would a home Browns playoff game be like? The uh, <laughs> the tailgates would be incredible would the video, even the video that it? would come out uh, no there would be a lot of people who don't make it from the tailgate lots into the stadium yeah that'd be nuts was that time the panthers had a home playoff game home playoff game uh probably the nfc championship game which i was at i don't think we got one in 20 right, the broncos year yeah. super bowl yeah unless we got one in 2017 we were 11 5 but i think we were a wild card team that year Tony, uh, C3 podcast rolling on every Tuesday, and much to my chagrin, uh, a Wednesday every now and then. What was the deal with that? Oh, no, we get uh, right now, since football's kicking back up, we're unleashing a bunch of new content. Friday Friday nights, we got a fan free-for-all where, like, fans can just jump in the show and be a part of it. Um, Were you doing post-game last week? Yeah, I saw that. And that we have a post-game tomorrow night after the Ravens game. So, you know, it gives – when there's actual football, you get things to actually talk about. It's pretty fun. (laughs) It's fun. Mm -hmm. All right, Tony. Well, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next Friday. Justin, good to see you, buddy. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you potentially one day next week for an episode of Pirate Radio Trivia. Let me know. All right. Did we talk to you about that? No. You weren't at Trivia Wednesday. I was not. You have been challenged by eric ward oh boy yeah i haven't heard about this you're right i'm springing this you on know, you right now you know i was supposed to give them a shout out but now i'm you know i'm a little disappointed that they never even thought to mention this to me uh just be prepared for early next week to potentially be playing trivia okay right. i'm i'm always ready to play trivia yeah, i'm just are. locked in he All sounds right. as excited about that as the brown season <laughs> on excitement yeah let's uh take a break we will come back talk some golf talk about harold varner the third and what he's doing on the course right now john rom in the lead hv3 just two strokes back of the leader john rom mark greenhouse golf shop radio show joins us to kick off hour number two of pirate radio live we're back with you after this to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. You can order in the store, or you can go online through the Jersey Mike's app. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Got some free beer to give away and some pizza from Domino's Pizza. Got a great giveaway today. We've got a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, also a 12-pack of Sky Blue Kolsch beer, 
also a bud light shirt koozies and a large two topping pizza from domino's it can be yours if you are the lucky caller in our number three we got some mike houston comments to get to ahead of the second scrimmage during this ecu football fall camp we got that on the way we got morgan aylers we got brian north but right now we have greeny mark greenhelge from the golf shop radio show as we are tracking harold varner the third had a great thursday and boy he's had a great back nine uh here on friday greeny you actually uh sent me a uh, a text yesterday and talked about hv3's putting and said hey look this is what i've been talking about for months if he can figure out that putting uh he's gonna be near the top of the leaderboard and sure enough just two strokes back right now of john Rahm. yeah when he finished his round yesterday he was number one in strokes gained putting um ended up you know not quite that high by the end of the day because there were some good guys putting in the afternoon but uh that's been the key for him i mean can we get the flat stick going when you look at him over the course of the year I mean, you know, we've seen somebody like Louis Oosthuizen at the top of major leaderboards, maybe should have won one of the majors this year, but coming second in top fives a lot this year. Uh, HV3 has lost 50, about 46 strokes over the course of uh, this season to Louis Oosthuizen, mm. total strokes gained putting. Wow. You know, you tell, a, you tell a guy in a PGA Tour that you've lost 46 shots to another player, and they sit there and start calculating how many more dollars they have in their pocket right now. <laughs> That's a good point. Sounds like the war stat in uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, Greeny, what does – and, again, let's break this down. So this is the first tournament of the playoffs. Uh, what needs to happen? How many golfers can participate in next week's playoff tournament? 70. So the top 70. So what happens today because we have – a full 125 in the field, there is a cut. So if you're kind of on the outside looking in and you miss the cut, you're in trouble. Um, so that's kind of the deal is we're, we start to really crunch numbers again this week. Like who's hanging out around that number 70 number? And we got to start looking at that and, and, and where they're going to finish. And when you start looking at it right now, I mean, the guys that were at 70, Harold Varner started the week at 72. He was on the outside looking in. Currently, his projected number is 29. So he's currently projected to get all the way to the tour championship, you know, if it was to end right now. So uh, that's what we're kind of looking at is some of these guys. JT Poston was number 70. He's a, uh, a, a Hickory guy from Hickory, North Carolina. He started the week at 70. He's going to miss the cut, and uh, he's going to miss the next round of the playoffs. So that's that's kind of what we're looking at over the next two days. Colin Moore, Kawasi, number one in the uh, FedEx Cup standings. Uh, last I checked, he was plus three for this tournament. So let's say he misses the cut today. What does that mean for him? Where does he place uh, next week? He's only projected to drop down to number six. Okay. Well, you know, some of these some of these guys at the top that have done a lot of good work and maybe put a little distance between themselves and some other people. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't impact them as much at the top of the standings as it does at guys at the bottom of the standings. Now, of course, those guys that are at the top of the standings, they're they're not fighting to get into the next week, but they're fighting for their position in the tour championship because when we come to the tour championship Whoever is number one in the standings starts at 10 under par. Who's ever number 30th in the standings starts at even par. So uh, a 10-shot swing, depending on, you know, somewhere in between there, depending on where you rank in that top 30 coming into the Tour Championship. Do you like, it kind of feels like NASCAR. It looks like the, the FedEx Cup was introduced and in, uh, first awarded in 2007. Uh, NASCAR went to its playoff style 
uh, I guess around that time, sometime in the 2000s, where instead of just going overall winner for the year, they break it down into different races, and uh, whoever wins that final race, uh, if you're one of the top four, wins the uh, the championship that year. Do you like this format, Greeny? Is there a, a better way to determine it? What do you think? I, I like the first two events. I don't necessarily like the the, the tour championship starting with uh, basically giving guys a handicap. I don't like that at all. I would have liked to have seen, um, and, and the whole point was that they were trying to get, you know, the winner of the tournament to win the FedEx Cup, which you, you, sometimes you were getting and other times you weren't getting. And, I mean, I totally get where they're coming from. I would have liked to have seen, you know, maybe 36 guys or 32, I'm sorry, 32 guys get into the, into the tour championship, do some kind of um, two-day uh, stroke play to get into match play, and then run a match play event with 32 guys so that you come down and your final match is to see who gets that $15 million. Um, so, you know, and I understand where they're coming from. I mean, if, if you get uh, two very unappealing guys down the stretch on a Sunday afternoon, nobody's going to watch. So, you know, there's always the good and the bad. But then again, I mean, if we have the top five in the leaderboard maybe distance themselves and those five guys are not your favorite, you know, it's not Jordan Spieth or Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson or Colin Morikawa, John Rahm. If we don't get, you know, big names coming down the stretch that are going to win this thing, people aren't watching anyway. So, you know, it's always a catch-22. Uh, Greeny, who, uh, who do you have winning this thing in the end? Who's your uh, your champion? Uh, for the the entire fest- for the entire cup, not uh, not just this weekend. Uh, I mean, I, I've kind of been hanging on to John Rahm because we get picks every week, and when we come to the tour championship, we'll basically get to pick one guy. I've been saving Mister John Rahm a little bit. I uh. feel like that that you know with the with the few events that he's had to miss, you know, I mean, he was winning a tournament by six shots and and had to sit down because of testing positive for COVID. Other than that, he might be in the in the points lead right now and, and had some COVID issues. So I'm kind of looking for him because Dustin Johnson last year was the guy. We knew it. We saw how well he was playing. He's he's not playing anywhere near his capabilities right now. I just feel like John Rahm has been the most solid and consistent guy of, say, those top five or ten guys. I'm going to put my money on him. All right, uh, Mark Greenhill, you heard it here first, talking to Greeny here on the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, Greeny, we are a few weeks away from one of these events, and you're not a huge fan of the athlete uh, participating in a golf event uh, with with pro golfers. But how about the uh, the Dave Portnoy versus Brooks Kepka? And I believe Brooks will be playing left handed in this event. This is coming up on September seventh. Is this something you'll be uh, into watching? I, see, I think this one is fun because you got a you got a professional golfer who's playing left-handed against a natural left-hander who uh, apparently has been running his mouth the last couple of days and out there showing us how he can play. Um, you know, if Portnoy thinks that he's going to do anything better than bogey golf, then I think he's uh, sorely mistaken. I think if Brooks can go out and just uh, you know bogey every hole, I think he wins this match. But Brooks obviously is confident that he's got some game. Um, I think the hardest part. Now I can hit some shots left-handed too. I mean, I can hit a, I can hit a lot of the longer shots. I can putt left-handed. I think where Brooks might get himself into a little problem is some of the short game bunker shots and things like that, where you need a little bit of touch and a little bit of feel. You don't have that when you play from the other side of the ball. So 
I mean, I, I think this is what it is. This is supposed to be kind of a fun grudge match, and it's doing something completely different, you know, and, and I'm okay with this one. All right. Uh, Greeny joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, we are less than two weeks away from East Carolina and Appalachian State going on in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. That is game one of the Duke's Mayo Bowl Classic, uh, which then on Saturday we'll see the Clemson Tigers in Georgia and a potential playoff matchup play in week one in college football. What's uh, what are your Tigers looking like, Greeny? Three and a half point favorites, I believe, at this moment for that uh, opening game. That's a hell of an opener for the Tigers. Yeah, I will actually be in the stadium for that. Um, I, I think that's going to be a really good game. Again, I think the, the Tigers do have the advantage, not because I'm a Clemson fan, but I just think that we've seen DJ play. We, we, we know that this entire defense is going to be back. Um, I think the, the receiving core is actually going to be better than it was last year. It looks like they, you know, we know we lost Travis ATN, but it looks like they've got um, some weapons in the backfield as well. So I think you're going to see, you know, kind of the, maybe the start that uh, the DJ had against Boston College, where it might be just a little bit of a slower start. Let's get him into it. Let's get him into the flow. Uh, if they break something early, that's fine. If they don't, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a, you know, expect an occasional three and out, but I think they'll start getting going by uh, the second quarter. And I think the defense is enough to stop Georgia at this point. I think uh, Georgia's got enough holes right now, and they're not quite as deep as Clemson is. I mean, outside of Alabama, and I got to say coming into this year, Clemson's probably, you know, right there with Alabama or maybe just right behind Alabama in terms of depth. So that's where I would give them the advantage uh, in the second half of that football game. East Carolina App State, I think, is going to be a really game, too, a good game too. I think you got, you know, App State kind of been the the team that's had a lot of success, and East Carolina is trying to rebuild something. I think if East Carolina can put some good points on the board, they got a shot. Greeny, uh, good to have some football talk with you. We'll be doing that on Fridays during your segments, and also talking golf as well as we end this chat. Harold Varner the third, just two shots back of John Rom. John Rom twelve under. HV3 now at 10 unders. He's putting together two good days of golf. Greeny, uh, what do you guys have planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we caught up with, uh, earlier in the week, we caught up with Jensen Castle, who won the U.S. Women's Amateur as the 63 seed. So we'll find out uh, how things went for her during that. We'll get an update from uh, our man Brian Hunter down at Kiowa Island. You know, there's always a residual effect when you have a major championship at your golf course. So we'll see how things are going on down at Kiowa. We'll talk to Bill Bender, and then we'll do a little preview of the next week's BMW playoff event with Buddy Mariucci up there. Awesome show on tap, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio on Saturday. Greeny, great to catch up with you, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk next Friday. All right, Clip, you have a good one, too. Thanks. Thank you, sir. There is Mark Greenheld. Greeny joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. What a performance by harold varner the third needed a good weekend to advance into next week and as greeny said there he is projected to be in fantastic shape but still some golf to be played today and on into saturday and sunday man if he could win this thing talk about a great time for your first win he is just two shots back of uh the great john rom right now and boy it is a pretty stacked leaderboard with rom on top tony finau is one back JT Justin Thomas is tied with Harold at 10 under par Kevin Na at uh, minus nine Xander Shoffley minus eight uh, Lee Westwood Brooks Kepka seven under par so you've got some big names DeChambeau is six under with Zach Johnson 
a lot of big names at the top of this leaderboard going to be uh, fun to follow this weekend your final saturday without a college football game is tomorrow just just listen to what i just said your final saturday of the year with no football is tomorrow you got some preseason football but real college football begins next saturday let's take a time out we'll come back talk some ecu and uh some high school football and more with morgan aylers who will join us inside the pirate radio studios got that on the way when we return on pirate radio live on a free beer friday we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a football Friday. Clip Brock here with you, getting you set for the sports weekend and a lot going on out at ECU this weekend. A big Saturday. Got the second scrimmage coming up for the Pirate football team during fall camp. Also, we have media day. We got Meet the Pirates and the equipment sale going on. Morgan Aylers joins us. Morgan, a big Saturday on tap here in Greenville. Big Saturday, big Friday. Uh, getting ready to do the high school huddle as well. So it's just, it's it's sports time in sports town. I want to get to uh, the high school games and, uh, and the teams around the area. We'll do that momentarily. Morgan will be here at 6 o'clock with the high school huddle, getting you ready for D.H. Conley football coming up tonight here on Pirate Radio. But first, uh, Morgan, let's talk a little Pirates. One scrimmage in the books from everything we've heard. I wasn't there. Holton and the first-team offense looked pretty good. After that, the defense won the day. Uh, I had a chance to watch the scrimmage, and it, it was about what you'd expect. I think when you're, you're, you've played each other so long offensively and defensively, uh, you know, both sides look at it. I, I got a kick out of Jeremy Lewis's comment. I think it was yesterday or the day before. He said he's playing defensive end, and he hears Holton in the offense audibling. He knows what's coming up, so he has to put his hands over his ears. So he's kind of surprised by it, but he knows the play. So those are the kind of things that you deal with. But uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think there's a lot of position battle still going on maybe not so much first team but i think you'll have a lot for the second team. it sounds like that backup quarterback job is still up for grabs morgan yeah i was listening to uh, the replay this morning on uh, you and ronnie talking about it how the coaches might be challenging some folks to to get better well you should have been challenged the whole time i mean it's whether it's the quarterback or a couple other positions You've had all camp to get this thing done, and we're two weeks out from the first game. And I think the coaches want to do something and want to, you know, make it happen fast. Now, whether it'll happen fast, I don't know. 
Morgan Ayler is joining us. Morgan, how about the development of the the lines? We'll start with the offensive line. I know you're you're high on on, on the O line this year. Uh, you think they'll make a big jump from 2020, and and that for you starts with Steve Shankweiler. When I ask you about the personnel, you always start with the coach. There, you you believe in the coach. I mean, Shank is arguably one of the most experienced offensive line coaches in the country in college <laughs> yeah. football. He's been around a long time. Uh, and he knows how to coach the game. I remember having lunch with him when he got first was brought back. Which by, time? Uh, by <laughs> Coach Houston. Okay, this time. This time. <laughs> and he was talking about just technique and watching film on how how some of the technique that that they were doing was not what he believes in. And he says it's going to take some time to get get the 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 different positioning of the feet, the different styles he wants to coach. And you know, again, we talked about it going into last season. Uh, you, you had a uh, Deontay Smith who's now fighting for a starting job with the Cincinnati Bengals. Played well in his first preseason you know, game. He he didn't play hardly at all last year. I mean, that's a huge – that's an NFL guy. Noah Henderson, your previous year starter, was yeah, out all he year. He was out. Uh, Nashad Struther got hurt uh, late, uh, probably midway in the season. And, you know, going into Georgia State, you literally had five guys on the offensive line hadn't played. Yeah, and it showed. That, that was a, a tough one in Atlanta. It, it was tough, but as the season went on – those guys got better. Technique got better. Uh, the the being able to work as a unit because that's what that offensive line is. It's a unit. They've got to all be on the same page on every play because if one guy breaks down, that's all it takes to get a four or five yard loss and a running back hurt or a quarterback hurt because you got a big two hundred forty five fifty pound guy running in hitting you from behind. That's that's not a good deal. They're cleaning up the technique part of it. They're also trying to put their best players in the best spots, and we've seen now. Avery Jones appear to to take over at center, Morgan, and that makes you a lot more versatile on the line, gives you a great backup in Fernando Fry, but it sounds like Avery Jones has uh, taken over that center role. Yeah, he's uh, big, strong, fast. He's an NFL kind of center. I mean, he's he's that 305-pound guy, and early in the spring when he first started doing it, there were some snaps you know, that were a little errant at times, but as the spring went on, his ability to to snap the ball and his ability to to do the defensive checks at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you don't really think about that. Got part of so it. much better putting yeah. his guys in the right call. And if you watch, you'll see the center in just about every game, pre-snap. He's he's checking, he's seeing whatever, and he's pointing, and he's making a call on the offensive line, just like the quarterback's making a call. So you know, Avery had to learn how to do that. He played a little bit, I think, in high school, but. Uh, I think he's got a chance to play at the next level. So you got the technique part. You got the right guys out there. The other part of, of building an offensive lineman is the the physical side of it. And that's uh, Big John in the offseason. And when we think about that, we think about Bailey Malavik and, and his transformation with his body, Morgan, and these other guys. How much bigger physically is this O-line than, than what we saw a year ago? I think they're maybe a few pounds heavier. If you look at just the, the, the height, weight, you know, statistics where I think your biggest difference is is that you've transformed from having a season where you couldn't work out as a team you couldn't be on right. the tutelage of Big John you, you, I can send you a sheet of paper say you need to do 10 reps of this 10 reps of this 10 reps of this 10 reps of this 
you're not you might be the most motivated person in the world but it's not the same as having somebody breathing down in your neck going lift 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 or you may not have the self-discipline you need to do things like that and a lot of people don't and i am one of those i am too (laughs) so no that's that's a great point and then some guys uh, the the way covid hit for bailey malavik uh, he was described as losing too much weight during those mm-hmm. times, not being able to to get the the right foods and also get the weight on. Then you had the other side of the coin, Morgan, where guys gained weight that weren't supposed to. Weren't so, supposed to gain weight, and yeah. it was the wrong kind. It was our kind of weight. That's right. That's not not you the know, good not the good, good kind of weight. Kind. But you know, going into the season, we've had a full year of now of, of of lifting. You've had a full year of the off season conditioning, the nutrition part, and the the you might be three hundred five pounds just like you were. Last last year going into it but now you're a a a 30 pound stronger bench press than you were you know your squats might you know you physically you're stronger than you were a year ago and i just think that's going to that's going to pay big dividends for the pirates morgan i've talked myself into thinking this defense is going to take a big jump in 2021 and and be a factor and and keep ecu in games i don't know if they'll win games for the pirates but keep the keep east carolina in football games and let their offense win in the end i think your back seven is going to be really can compete with anybody in the league I think when I say back seven, I'm talking about your, the players on the field because you probably have 14, 15, 16 guys that can be rotated in there and still play and not lose, uh, drop off a whole lot. And you've got years and years, decades of experience combined yes. right now with Bivens and Ramsour and Xavier and, and Warren yeah. Sabre has been here forever. So a lot of experience on the back seven. And I, I'm glad you specified that part because the front four a little different than that. It is, but again, you, you're coming in with the uh, Elijah Morris, who was put out there as a walk-on last year and did such a great job. And now he's got a full year of weightlifting under his belt, but he's also got nine games under his belt. Yeah. Uh, plus the spring game. So it's not like he's a true freshman stepping in saying, i got to learn how to do this. You've got uh, Rick Debreu or Rick Debreu. Rick Debreu is a pretty rocked-up guy, according to Mike Houston. He's the rock. We're going to call him Rock Debreu. Rock Debreu. Rock Debreu. All right. I like um, that. But, you know, then you've got uh, Xavier. He's such a, a dynamic player that these guys are big, strong, and fast, and they can compete with anybody. So I, I agree. I think our def- uh, defensive side of the football is going to surprise a little bit. Last week I was very impressed with their tackling. Very impressed with the tackling. There's been times over the years, and you've seen it, where you and I could sit here and keep our arms by our side and make con- and run into each other, and that's about all the tackling that, that happened on the football field. Nothing against that, but that was the style they were taught. These guys are taught to wrap up and, and, and gang tackle to the ball. And uh, <clears throat> Are they doing full-scale tackling as, oh, it, yeah. as if it's a game yes. at practice? Yeah. yeah, the only people they're not tackling is the quarterback. The QB yeah. with the red, red jersey red on. Jersey on. Yep. It's the only guy you're not tackling. Uh, all right, Morgan, the most important question, who's kicking field goals for the Pirates this year? I know who it won't be. Jake Verity? Me or you. That's, there's three I, guys that I'm will gonna, not be. I'm, I'm gonna t- uh, I don't know. I think the coaches don't know yet. During your playing career, did you kick a field goal, Morgan? No, but I did coach a powder puff football game where my freshman kicker kicked a 48-yard field goal. Thank you very much. Her brothers were kickers. What a wild story that yeah, is. That's, the only, that's, that's all I got from a kicking Holden did some kicking, didn't he? Uh, or am I wrong on that? I don't know if he punted. I know that he would drop kick. Not uh, What is it? Uh, no, not the drop kick. What's the one where uh, the quarterback kicks it? Pooch kick? Oh, okay. Like a pooch punt. Yeah, type pooch punt. Yeah. Okay. He did that. He actually did it pretty good. All right. 
till when <laughs> emergency pooch punter. Yeah, I mean he would do it. He'd drop back five or six yards and and you know there you go. His glory days at D.H. Conley, which gets us into the high school huddle coming up tonight, Morgan Aylers. I know you're fired up for this after yeah, a year off. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a fun show. Got a, a full slate of games. Um, you got a couple games that were are makeup games with New Bern at North Pitt. That game was put together uh, this week. Mm. And then uh, the other game is Aiden Griffin at West Carteret. Which I'm glad uh, we talked to Todd Light just last week and uh, said that his opener – was postponed and moved so i'm glad they're able to uh to get a game in and morgan boy i hate to even bring this up are you west or east carter i'm west carter okay good all right i know if you say they the wrong east one Carteret next week in the what bowl what was the game uh, called? no aiden griffin plays east carter they play west carter at this week oh aiden east griffin carter. what is the east versus west game called it's called a mullet bucket mullet bucket there it is the mullet bucket what was your record in the mullet bucket morgan do you remember uh no <laughs> okay all right you either don't remember or you remember play, it it wasn't I good football oh you were hoops only i was i was hoops and baseball yeah hoops and baseball yeah. oh there you go i had a bad i actually broke my neck when i was in eighth grade so i couldn't play football all right kurt angle i hear you oh yeah brother a broken freaking neck morgan ayler said uh morgan best game of the night in this area which one uh if you could watch one if I can watch one, uh, South Central Kinston is going to be a good game. I think Washington Pamlico County has a chance to be a good game, and then of course Conley Laney. Uh, How's Laney? Do you what? Do you have a scouting report on them? Sort of uh, rebuilding this year. Okay, the so Conley's the favorite. So yeah, to speak. I, I think Conley would be the favorite. A game that I do not think is going to be close is going to be Newburn North Pitt. Uh, it's going to be better fair assessment i just think new burn's got a chance to be pretty good in that that classification i mean that's that's just not even a, a fair matchup but you know go ahead and get your uh get your guys ready for what you're going to see in conference play well now, i right? think that it gets both teams a game a game under the belt not yeah. not a, a a scrimmage game but a real game and that's going to help them because so i'm going to tell you something you know the big carolina conference that's going to be a war zone yeah I mean, that is going to be an absolute war zone this year with those teams coming in, those Jacksonville teams coming in at Havelock. I mean, it's just, whew. And Bailey was going over it when, it, you know, when he first started talking high school football. And he, he went down the list and he said, everybody's good. And I'm like, well, Bailey, somebody's got to lose here. Like, so There's going to be a potential champion in this league, Morgan, with two or three losses. And I think that's exactly what you're going to see. I think you might have a one or two or three teams at the top that all have about the same because they're beating up on each other every night. And I think the team that wins this conference is going to be the team that stays healthiest. I know it's easy to say when you say something like that, but if you've got a, I'm going to say Jacksonville, uh, you got Bo Williams down there coaching in Jacksonville and they've got a very good squad, but if they get, they lose two or three of their key people, they can face a team that maybe wouldn't beat them on a normal night and knock them off. Yeah, you know, so not a lot of separation it seems like amongst these great teams. So that right. could be the uh, the decider. Morgan Aylers High School huddle coming up at six o'clock. Morgan will be checking out some pirate football on Saturday. Morgan, we are less than two weeks away from kicking things off. Yeah, it's uh, a week, two weeks from yesterday. We're going to be uh, playing up in Charlotte, nine a seven thirty game against Appalachian State. I saw where the line starting to come down a little bit now. It's started out about 13 13 and a half and now it's down about 10 and a half 10 and a half uh i think people are starting to put the money on the pirates a little bit and i'm not a betting guy i don't follow it that much i don't get books in the mail or anything like that <laughs> uh, oh did you inside reference one? did you just get one today i did yeah uh 
But, you know, it's going to be a fun environment. I think that, well, last I heard there was about 35, 40,000 tickets sold. Uh, that's just, it's a great way to start the season. Appalachian State's got a great tradition. Uh, they play at the Rock up in App State and uh, a neat, neat place to be. But we're going to get them in Charlotte. And uh, I, I'm, again, I'm sitting here telling you, I think the Pirates are going bowling and I think we're going to have a winning record. And I think it starts off uh, two weeks from last, two weeks from yesterday. That's right. Uh, we will be playing on that fast turf, Morgan, the first official real game. But coming up Saturday, the Panthers do have a home preseason game playing on that brand new turf mm-hmm. there at Bank of America. So, you know, it's going to be fun. And I love this time of year, especially once you get college going here in a couple of weeks and then a week or so afterwards, you get the NFL going and uh awesome time it's fun and high school football kicks off tonight and high school huddle starts at 6 30 or six o'clock i don't even know what time it comes on uh six o'clock it means i gotta stay here okay yeah you're you have to do the show i'm here for the duration i don't know if you had a plans from six to six thirty, but you'll be on the air i'll uh, be on the air and then uh of course we've got alan vick rob maloney going to be doing the play-by-play of the pirate radio game of the week dh conley and laney there. that's fun too morgan if you're driving around on a friday night you flip over yeah. here's some uh conley football i'm excited about that so morgan thanks for joining us man and uh have a great show thank you clip we will take a time out when we return. Got more to go here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. We'll be back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PR927FM. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at uh, at FreePR927. Join the close to 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, Shirley Rhodes here on a Friday. I am Clip Rock. Jenny Shelton working the video production today. Uh, Jenny has done a great job out at ECU Fall Camp getting pictures, video, and asking a question or two, stepping her uh, game up big time uh, this fall camp. And... uh, Jenny, welcome to the program. Thanks, Club. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be here, guys. We'll uh, see Jenny on Saturday at ECU Media Day as we will be talking to Mike Houston, assistant coaches and players as well, and we'll have all that video for you uh, this weekend on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and videos in their entirety on YouTube at Pirate Radio TV, and we'll have the full audio for you on Monday. We'll also be talking to our pirate radio athletes on monday following the second scrimmage so we'll recap that for you monday with bruce bivens xavier smith rajay harris tyler sneed cj johnson hold nailers and dj ford got them all yep they are definitely a very fun group to watch at practice too today there was a lot of energy and they were all dancing all right jenny um you have been out there who have you been impressed with? Let's start with the offense. Day in, day out at practice, who has caught your eye? The whole entire offense. No, line. no. Oh, okay. Offensive okay. line. Like, okay. When, when I'll, I'll allow that. When I first started going out there, 
two years ago, he had maybe 10 people running drills. And um, no matter where I am on the field, if I look over at that group, it is a full stable of men ready to go. So that line um, makes me really excited. Justin Chase, you know, we've heard about Malavik, Bailey Malavik. Yeah, Bailey Malavik. And uh, Noah Henderson, but Justin Chase has stood out. He um, has been working hard, and Avery Jones has been doing an awesome job with Holton um, under center. That is a, uh, a a change for this year with Fernando Fry now becoming a very valuable reserve piece, either at center, at guard. It's nice to have some depth there as uh, we could see a new center this year for East Carolina. Uh, all right, um, how about a wide receiver? Um. Automosho? Is that how you say it? Auto, Auto-tomosho. Boy, I'm glad we did this. I didn't know this was going to happen, but I'm damn glad it did. Is this something to do with this chair? Because it seems like everybody sitting in that chair mispronounces a word. You got the Chandler disease. Yeah. Uh, Audio-omosho. Audio-omosho. Okay. You are like anyway. all over it. You've hit all the letters. Kind of got to get the order right. Audio-motosho. Yeah. And I also want to... Yeah. I know, I, I know that we've talked a lot about the tight ends, but I can tell you Brian Gag from watching him as a backup quarterback mm-hmm. and seeing him out blocking, he is huge. He takes my breath away as the transformation he's had. Who's saying um, that, Shirley? Oh, that was Berlin. Thank you. Um, Top and then, Gun soundtrack. Um, you know, Aaron Jarman, the unproven commodity, um, He's out there a lot. He's working hard, and he's definitely um, – you can see him. He stands out on the field. So, uh, they're working a lot on special teams right now. They're still in the kicking battle. So, they have a lot of those guys running special teams and um, punt return. So, it's kind of hard to distinguish where they're at and what they're doing, but those two definitely stand out right. um, with the offense as well. Can you get our uh, our camera up so people can see us talking while we're, uh, we're talking here? <laughs> look we're asking a lot of you you're doing a whole lot i'm That's... blonding today i'm sorry no, it's, no, it's actually okay you're doing a great job you're this fun. is out of your normal scheduled duties so we I appreciate it you up on one so i was looking at it but it wasn't yeah. on the yeah. uh all right defensive side of the ball just talked with morgan aylers and i am uh i'm buying into this defense this year I think Morgan said it best when he said he's very confident in the back seven. It's just a matter of uh, those young guys up front. So, any uh, before we get to the linebackers we know, and we know a lot of the secondary, any defensive linemen? Yeah, I've been watching uh, Coach Tesh work with them a lot under this, like, net metal thing, and they come out blazing, hitting pads. He puts on some, like, big Hulk hands and <laughs> – throws 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 them at his head they are they're working really really hard mcgyver's doing great hmm. um morris is doing good eli's doing great and um they are all just working really hard they have been doing some really fun different drills with the defense as a whole that's been really fun to watch jenny you um are like a mother showing off her child or her puppy with these videos you take Look at this. Look at this. I have so much fun, Clip. And you put it like right in the face. So you're forced. You can't even look away from it. So you're very excited, which I love. But you like when the guys are dancing, having fun. Who are the biggest personalities you've seen on the uh, football team? Well, we got Warren Saba tackled somebody on the um, 
on the mat they had laid out and did the three count like wrestling like he was out today. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Um, Xavier Smith ex- of course. definitely wins today. He did a backflip um, right before they started doing their flex drills, but they were all dancing. CJ loves to dance. Um, they all just are having a great time out there. It's really fun to see smiles even even during stretches. Okay, we've been, I've been out there in the past. This was years ago. This might have been in season. I can't remember. We're not allowed to be like up close and personal for a lot of stuff, but this is when we're like outside the gate waiting for practice to end, and a skirmish broke out, and we were trying to see who was involved in everything. This happens all the time. Have you noticed any uh, skirmishes, any fights going on out there? Um, the only battles I've really seen is when they go live, you know, ones versus ones. So it was like O-line and D-line? or Yeah, ripping receiver. heads off, yeah. putting them in the choke holds, ripping. <laughs> I'm just like, nobody get hurt. Okay, we're good. So there is definitely that battle out on the field. But for the most part, it's um, just nothing but love when they're hanging out on the sidelines, having fun, joking, but also in the state of mind that they're working. It's been hot. It has been a, uh, a hot lead up to this. Uh, in fact, it really started. We had like one of the wettest summers ever. Mm-hmm. And then right when fall camp started, it seemed like the rain went away and the heat just came out full force. Uh, but that'll get the guys prepared. Although I think it was Xavier Smith on Monday uh, in the Pirate Radio Players Lounge who said you really like don't get used to the heat. I mean, it'll make you tougher. It'll certainly help your conditioning, that part of it. But like... You can't get used to going out there 92 degrees with all those pads on. Right. They've definitely adapted. I think ECU um, staff as a whole, there's definitely been more people out with water, making sure they have water when they're, you know, taking those little breaks between transitions of drills and whatnot. But I'm super excited. I feel like it's the grand finale tomorrow, Clip. I'm excited to see them scrimmage. There is a sense of um energy that you don't get on the practice field when they get into dowdy fickling stadium whether they're fans or not and it kind of puts it in you know a more game like situation and um just from last saturday i am excited to get back out there this saturday and see what else they got i like doing this jenny so you mentioned um mciver that's a young defensive lineman that i haven't heard or talked a lot about uh that that could be an impact if not this year certainly in the coming years uh, is there another player I haven't talked enough about this offseason? When I talked to Ronnie, when I talked to Igo, anybody else come to mind? I mean, you even brought up Brian Gag and, and his transformation. Anybody else come to mind? Um, not off the top of my head. Quite honestly, it's been really hard. Um, they don't. We don't really know who they are. They're all wearing helmets with their little names on the front. And today, they had turtle helmets on. So I was really confused about what was going on. <laughs> they had, like, padding over top of the helmets. I don't understand yeah. why just all of a sudden today they decided to have that. CJ, I have a picture coming up later. He was kind of like, this is weird. So, um, but, um, no, just the... Tyler Sneed looked like Rick Moranis in Spaceballs, Shirley. Because they weren't wearing pads either. And then they had these big hats What was his name uh, The uh, when he was portraying the Darth Vader character? Oh, my God. Oh, Was it Helmet Head or something like that? Lord or Helmet. Lord Helmet, yeah. Tyler Sneed in that little body and that giant lollipop on top of his shoulders today <laughs> looked like Rick Moranis. Did we have a picture of that out, Jenny? Can we get that picture you showed me out there? Yeah, of we Sneed? will. Yeah, because I do want to do a side-by-side with him and Lord Helmet. So, there you go. All right, Jenny, good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. 
excitement time 13 days clipper that is uh a fact we will be here with you 3 30 on saturday september 2nd as east carolina thursday what did i say saturday yes we'll, we'll be here thursday even before the game that would be better it would be weird to do a pregame show two days after the game we'll do it thursday september 2nd 3 30 leading you up to the 7 30 kickoff and then after the game it's the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show it will be fun to have a celebratory edition of that call-in show week one with a big win over appalachian state and then that whole next week the excitement surrounding a home game against south carolina would be fantastic clip i'm gonna stop you for one second sorry the way the guys have been talking when we go to post practice we will be celebrating a win that thursday night after the game we all we all gotta believe right yeah talk it into existence so we will be celebrating a win hopefully yeah what's your record when you've talked something into existence how many times has it happened just curious pretty good yeah, right i made a great sale today clip <laughs> that's good I'm, t- I'm talking more on the field regarding athletics than you personally in your sales life it's all about i try you know, to talk things into existence but my track work? record yeah. sucks yeah my mind powers are good and i just like to think positive we have 13 days to believe anything is possible so let's do that until we know what happens right? everything's butterflies and rainbows keep folks. your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars thank you casey Kasem. <laughs> shirley uh have we missed any news and notes today i don't uh once again uh, let's do a herald check real quick uh according to what i'm looking at he is uh about to wrap up his day 10 under par two shots back of john rom who is in the clubhouse harold is on 18 right now so he is going to be in awesome shape heading into the weekend also we we're just talking to uh big daddy outside jenny about some former pirates uh in the bigs with mike wright and how about sean armstrong pitching yep. the other night sean armstrong's going for a ring in 2021 with the first place race yeah and it, it what's interesting is is that you've got these former pirates that are now on teams that have legitimate playoff contention you know uh possibilities you've got sean armstrong with the rays you've got uh uh, Mike Wright with the Chicago well, that's White right. Sox. These White Sox, who they're yeah. in the playoffs, they're running away with their division. Now, I don't know where the Reds are right now, but Jeff they're Hoffman is with them. Few games back of the Padres for the final wild card spot. Okay, so there, there's a potential there. Yeah. So we could possibly see three former Pirates, awesome, in postseason play in Major League Baseball, and I couldn't tell you when that has ever i don't think that's ever happened in history. <laughs> three pirates on playoff rosters yeah that it might have happened in the but same i couldn't year. tell you when yeah yeah in the same year that's good stuff also good stuff oh by the way um uh, it, just a quick minor league uh baseball report um Duane william sutton was the player of the game last night for the san antonio missions he has been injured he finally got back into the uh rotation and went two for three and hit in the winning run for the san antonio missions last night nice and alec burleson went two for five last night for the memphis redbirds so alec uh you know it's like i tweeted out burley is continuing to do burley things and uh which is what we expect so you know what i would love to see him get called up and just kind of cap things off on a banner year for him in the minors the cardinals are 62 and 58 they're not going to win the central the brewers are they're probably not even a wild card team so you wonder if they 
bring a guy up for uh, just some big league experience late in the year or if they start his Major League Baseball clock later and uh, just let him maybe debut next year or the, the year after. I don't know. But the Cardinals look to be out of it right now. Speaking of out of it, the Orioles have lost 15 straight. <laughs> what else is new? But... <laughs> They always beat the freaking Braves, no matter how bad they are. Atlanta is in Baltimore for a three-game series. We got Conley football tonight, but I guess we got Braves uh, back got, on Pirate yeah, Radio. Braves uh, Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, 7 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock Sunday. All right. The Bravos, first place Braves, who are on the other side of the Orioles right now. The Braves are the hottest team in baseball. They've won six in a row. Uh, nine and one in their last ten, and have gone from down four, five games in the NL East to up four games in the NL East. That is about the quickest I've ever seen a team down four games to go up four games in a division ever since I've watched baseball. Because the Phillies and the Mets are just in giant free falls at the moment, and it is a beautiful thing to see. So there you go. <laughs> That is a true Braves fan speaking right there. All right. Anything else going on in the world of sports? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, uh, there. Kurt Benkirk may get a start in preseason football. Saw that. That would so, be great. He's with uh, the uh, the Packers. Of course, Rodgers not playing. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love, I believe, looked good in their first game. And uh, I'm not sure why he wouldn't be starting, but uh, Kurt Binker going to be able to sling it around for yep. the Packers. And also Deontay Smith, you're going to see him in action coming up tonight as they the Bengals take on your Washington football team. I did not even think about that. Coming up tonight Ravens? at 8 o'clock. What about the Ravens? The Ravens are not slated to play tonight. I believe the other game is the Cardinals and the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. There's only two preseason games tonight. And the then Ravens I think play the Panthers tomorrow. Jake yeah. Jake Vettity. Yep. So there's uh, two for there's, two last week. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, they a lot of people, a lot of the bloggers that I've been reading and kind of trying to keep up with Jake is that he's potentially on that cut line, but he has been impressive in post uh, in the previous preseason game that they played in, and also in training camp. So it's a potential situation that we've talked about before, where they could use a draft pick to trade him for. And it would trade end up, him for a draft yeah, pick. For yeah. a draft pick is what I mean. And uh, since uh, you know there are other teams in the NFL that are looking for kickers and consistent ones at that, uh, Chicago Bears. Um, I think that uh, we could potentially see that happening. But either way, I think it you know one way or the other, he's either going to stay with the Ravens and just be a backup, or he's going to go somewhere else and actually you know be on. Uh, a starting roster but we'll see what happens as long as long as he stays consistent and makes those free uh free throws huh field goals i think he's got a good shot at making it i have a question harold varner the third just missing a long par putt so it looks like he's gonna bogey the final hole oh. but he will be in uh in still in good shape yeah but that drops him down to what nine under yeah yeah i have oh. a question what so this is the second preseason round of games, and then there'll be one more. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one less preseason game. Normally, cuts are made around Labor Day. So, do you think there's still is the cut deadline moved because of the preseason moved, or? I will give you that answer right now. Do you think you know most of the time they'd have two more weeks to prove themselves before we know the final rosters for NFL? And I was just wondering if that you know if everything's going to be escalated a little more quickly. 
escalated. Well, I know that they've they've waived some players because you know uh, Justin Hardy's already been waived from the Chicago Bears. So there are I three mean, waves of cut dates. Okay. The first yeah. one was on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the second roster cut will take place on Tuesday the twenty fourth. The final roster cut will be August thirty first Tuesday thirty first Tuesday at four p.m. So they have moved them up. Okay, cool. Yeah, and also different this year. The final preseason game. There will be a week in between that and yeah. the regular season. So we'll be away from NFL football uh, for a little while. I wonder if Deontay Smith will have to block Chase Young tonight. That will be yeah. interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> it might not go well for the uh, former Pirate. Uh, I did want to mention this. Buzz Williams has been suspended two games, oh. and Texas A&M has been placed on two years probation <laughs> for uh, NCAA violations. <laughs> I, I think this is because they tampered with Steve Rockefeller to get him <laughs> from ECU to Texas A&M. I cannot confirm that. Oh, that not, would be very interesting. I'm just kidding. It's no. not about that. He's like the biggest rule follower. Like, Oh, sure, Jenny. They all are. Um, <laughs> impermissible contact with a prospect and uh, multiple tryouts with a prospect during an unofficial visit. So a little crap like that um had nothing to do with steve rockford but i just found that funny isn't it fun that ncaa has to just throw something in there because football's taken over their their glory oh they wanted to be in the headlines yeah I, well i'm I mean, they're annoying scott frost in nebraska right now it's annoying. for improper violations so. it's annoying i wonder if rock takes over as the head coach for the first two games i bet he will yeah. that would be interesting we get to see him on the sidelines all right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We will make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It is Free Beer Friday. We will talk to Brian North, who will join us. Getting ready for some high school football tonight. We'll talk football, uh, NASCAR, and more with North and uh, Mike Houston. We got some Mike Houston cuts to get to as well as he recaps today's practice and looks ahead to Saturday's scrimmage. It's all ahead. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Big Hour 3 on tap as we get you set for your weekend, as we'll hear from Mike Houston coming up in a few minutes and get our Bud Light ECU report. Mike Houston spoke earlier today following ECU's practice and their final practice before Saturday's scrimmage. So we'll have that coming your way. We will open up the Fixed NC Live line and make you a winner on Free Beer Friday. And right now, we will talk to Brian North, WCTI 12, Fox Eastern Carolina, as he joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. North, how you doing today, man? 
Flippy, how are you? I am fantastic. I missed your answer. Did you say you were doing good? I hope you did. I, uh, yes, uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just lie and say you're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, in May, we always say if there's a drought in May, schedule uh, NCAA baseball regional and it'll rain. In August, if you're in a drought, just schedule the first week of high school football season. You're guaranteed to have thunderstorms. So that's kind of I'm uh, where I am located under a big Charlie Brown cloud with a pretty good in Craven County. But I'm I'm headed to your neck of the woods, nape of the neck, to uh, shoot some football tonight. So hoping things hold off in the Greenville area at John Paul, D.H. Connolly, and South Central. Uh, we had one game with. Was it a shocking outcome, Brian, uh, last night with uh, Rocky Mount beating Tarboro, shutting out Tarboro? And then I've seen we got a couple games scheduled, at least a couple scheduled for Monday, including New Bern and North Pitt and others. So you're right, the schedule, uh, not even uh, a week into the season, we, we can have a normal Friday night. Very first week. It's either COVID or the double whammy here. And so teams made a decision to move and play last night. Rocky Mount, look, they're, they're a very good 318, and, you know, Arboro's one double A or one A or whatever they're supposed to be this year, uh, depending on how their classifications play out. But uh, Arboro's young. This is the youngest team Jeff Craddock's had in a while. So, they'll get better as the year five. Getting shut out is different now. They haven't been shut out in Tarboro since, what, 2007, 2008. So that was a little strange. But every time they play Rocky Mount, it seems to be low-scoring games and close games. And, uh, so I'm not surprised they lost. A shutout was a little bit of an eye-opener. But I, I'm not ready to, uh, to trash Tarboro and say they're going to be horrible this year by any means. I think Rocky Mount's pretty good. Brian North, uh, Mr. Morning joining us. I'm curious, Brian, with, with your schedule now and you being uh, the morning man, is this kind of like talking to you at midnight? Like, uh, how are you functioning right now? Uh, this right, right, normally in the North household from 5 to 8 is Armageddon time. It's when we, uh, we, we have the two terrorists trying to get them fed, bathed, uh, playtime, read to, and in bed. So this, is, this, this three-hour stretch is normally – um pretty chaotic and if you ever try to call or text me don't be surprised if you don't hear back from me at this time um there's a reason i'm still going and covering high school football games last night uh. <laughs> <laughs> brian north is actually trying to get a game scheduled every night of the week so he can get out of the house <laughs> so thank god for grandma and my wonderful sweet lovely wife who uh are, are taking one for all the high school football teams uh, every Friday night to, to try and make this thing work. Brian, how do you like this uh, this Big Carolina 3A, 4A? You probably don't like the name since Brian Bailey kind of came up with it, but it is uh, one heck of a conference with Jacksonville and uh, Havelock joining the fray there. No matter what you name it, what a horrible name. Who would come up with such a horrible name? For <laughs> vague and as ridiculous as I've ever seen. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's uh, I guess because the Big East was taken by somebody else, which I can never understand these conferences and how the conferences don't stay the same and the teams change instead they they keep re- making other names that are just vague and ridiculous hey look the big 12 and big 10 never have matching numbers with their conference but they keep the same name <laughs> right exactly and so look it, it is what it is and, and and the conference itself is loaded right i mean you look at Jacksonville, could be one of the better 3A teams in the state, but they may not make the playoffs because of the conference they're in. Or you could apply that to Conley. I guess Conley's 4A now, but you could apply it to Rose and South Central. You could have a really good team in that conference, but because the way the NCHSAA does it, with your conference record being so bad, uh, you could win three other conferences in your region but not make the playoffs because you're in that really tough conference. So um, there are potential state championship-type uh, teams with Newburn and Rose, and I even think Jacksonville in the 3A has that potential 
uh, this year. And Havlock, I'm, I'm forgetting Havlock, which is, you know, year in and year out. They've got a couple of D1 guys there that are just ridiculously good this year. So, look, it, it is a killer conference. And, again, you can have a great season and still have a really bad losing record when it's all said and done. We got to know Perry Owens and the Washington Pan Pack quite well during the spring, Brian. We talked to Coach Owens earlier this week. Uh, great coach, great soundbite as well. Yep. Um, what, what about that conference with, yeah. I guess, Kinston and, and Aiden Grifton, Wes Craven? I mean, that, that's a strong conference as well. They, and another team joining, is it uh, Southwest? Southwest Edgecombe. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 no, that's another tough one. And, and Washington's good. They got uh, Terry Moore, Scary Terry, who's verbally committed to play at Duke. He's good. And, and they've, they've really been building the program, and that's kind of how you have to do it in high school football. You'll get you get waves of talent, but if you get a program established, weight room, track, all those things, and, and they've got that going on at Washington right now. They've got the quarterback back uh, in Pippen, so they're going to be pretty good this year, but that is another tough conference. Wes Craven's in quarantine right now, but they've got as good a defensive line as they've ever had. They've got C.J. Mims who's verbally committed to East Carolina. They've got uh, Kazim Moore, who just verbally committed to Elon, and uh, they got a couple of guys in the back end that uh, could get some D2 looks. So uh, they're really good there. And, um, you know, Aiden Grifton's always super solid. Haven't really seen what Todd Light has this year, but they've got a tough one at West Carteret tonight. We'll have a little bit better indication of how good they are because West Carteret's going to win their league more than likely. They're in one of those 3A leagues that isn't as good. Like, you know, take any of the ones out of the, what was it called, Big Coastal, Big whatever it's called, the, whatever, Big Carolina. Take any of the three A teams out of that, they'd probably win that conference. So that's kind of just the way the the thing shapes up this year. But but we'll know how good Aiden Grifton is uh, if and when they get their game in with West Carteret tonight. Brian North joining us. North, we got uh, ECU second scrimmage coming up on Saturday, and then uh, we'll kind of get into the game week practice mode for the Pirates as they get ready for Appalachian State. The line has dwindled down a bit to ten and a half, so App State's still a double digit favorite. What's your your feeling, North? Now that we're inside two weeks of uh, of this game, it's always hard because a lot of us are are deeper in, embedded with ECU and the knowledge of their football team. And you look at Mike Houston's history and. And year number three is when, uh, you know, you really expect to see some changes. They've overhauled the roster. The guys that are there are, look bigger, faster, stronger. You've got a, a veteran quarterback. Um, your line is probably as good as it's been. Offensive line is as good as it's been in, in certain years. So you, you think, you're thinking EC is going to have this breakout year. But in Boone, they're thinking, thinking the same thing. They've kind of been building as well. Their only difference is the change of head coaches and, and some of the continuity issues. And uh, I believe they have to break in a new quarterback this year. So the double-digit thing surprised me. I'm not surprised App is favored, but double digits I thought was a lot. But I, I, I think a lot of people outside of Eastern North Carolina are sleeping a little bit on ECU just because of the results they've had the last couple of years. But I think the eyeball test tells you they're on the cusp of having a breakout season. Uh, and if they can get some early success, and it's, you know, look, App State and South Carolina aren't give me wins by any means but you get a couple wins and start rolling early katie barred the door it could be uh, a special season in greenville but it could also turn the other way they don't have success then you, you start worrying about you know some of those things that could carry over as well but uh I, look if, if i'm a gambling man which i'm not i like my money too much i gamble in the stock market more than i do on, on games but i will put my money on ecu to, to cover and possibly even straight up win that game but again, that's just because of my knowledge of ECU and seeing what they're doing. And I've been a, a Mike, Bully, Mike Houston believer because I saw 
what he did at other places, including at James Madison. Yeah, and uh, and, and Brian uh, will join us on the Bud Light pregame tailgate leading us up to that game on September 2nd at 7.30. Our coverage begins at 3.30. The following night, Brian, 10th-ranked North Carolina will be in Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. How about that for a season opener for those two teams? And look, I know Mac Brown has killed it in recruiting since returning to Chapel Hill. I know they have Sam Howell, who could be the top quarterback in college football, but still seeing that number beside their name makes me think they're overrated just because of what they've done in the past when they've been ranked in the preseason rankings. So uh, we'll see what North Carolina has in store, but that's a, a heck of an opener for the Tar Heels. Justin Fuente has had a... A mass exodus there in Virginia Tech. I think North Carolina wins this game, but uh, intrigued by the matchup nonetheless. So the ranking comes with, with Mac Brown and Sam Howell, right? Sam Howell's going to be a Heisman contender, at least for the start of the season. But Mac Brown even says the offense is not as good right now as they were at this time last year. The offense has to improve, but well, he thinks the defense is better. They got two running backs uh, that could be starting in the NFL uh, by week two or three, right? Correct. And, yeah. and uh, their receiving core, they lost a few guys in the receiving core. Deami Brown with Washington uh, probably will play a key role this year. Correct. So the thing with Mac Brown, you think back to his Texas days and even his UNC days and App State days, recruiting was never the problem. He always got talent. Think about that 97 UNC team that was ranked uh, in the top 10 and put all those guys in the NFL. Uh, it's always been, can he win the big games? Well, he finally wins a national championship in Texas, but there's always still been questions about, okay, he can recruit, but can he get the cohesiveness, the, the teamwork, the play calling, the adjustments in the game? Can he do that to, to be a winner again? And look, I think they're going to be good. I don't know if they're top 10. I think this is a team that has to develop. They've got to find some other playmakers to, to help Sam out. We've seen this in the past. You have a big name in a, in a glamour position, but if you don't have the horses in the trenches, you don't have a good defense, it's not going to matter. But I, So I'm intrigued. I, I think UNT is an intriguing deal. Uh, Friday night, I hate it. They're going to Blacksburg, I hate it. But um, they need to win that game to get things going on the right foot. But I'm curious to how that offense is going to look and how quickly people jump off the bandwagon if they don't. It's probably better for NC State fans that they are receiving votes rather than ranked, Brian. They don't uh, stumble until they get a number beside their name. But they are in the receiving votes category. They'll beat South Florida. The Bulls are likely going to be bad again this year. Week two at Mississippi State. That's a huge game, and I'll tell you why. If they win that one, they'll beat Furman the following week and beat 3-0 and when Clemson comes to town on Saturday, September 25th. People in Raleigh will be excited about the game that game regardless. But, man, if they can go to Starksville and win week two, Brian, that's going to be a, uh, a headliner. So it's one of those deals where, you know, if you stand next to somebody better looking than you, that that person gets more of the attention, but you're not a bad-looking person yourself. Yeah. Well, that's NC State right now. But everybody focused on Chapel Hill. Yeah. NC State is quietly sitting there looking good. And if Devin Lee stays healthy and with their running backs that they have and their line that they have back, now NC State's going to be a sleeper that a lot of people aren't talking about. You're right. If they go into Mississippi State and pick off that win, then the spotlight gets shown on them, and then we'll see how they deal with that pressure. But, uh, no, I think State has quietly assembled a really good team that's going to be a contender. And with Clemson possibly taking a small step back, we'll see. Their defense is really good. Obviously, they're a new quarterback who has played some, but you, you never know. And then you got to have a new running back come in. But uh, Clemson, this is the year, I think, if you want to try to get them, and you get them early uh, before they get all the experience that really helps them. Um, you know, things are setting up for NC State. They just have to, as, as you mentioned, the number gets next to their name, the spotlight comes on, all of a sudden things get a little tighter uh, for the Wolfpack. 
Brian, we've had these conversations over the year. They'll beat Clemson, and then do you think they'll lose at home to Louisville or at Wake Forest? <laughs> Pick one of those. Oh, Wake Forest. Oh, no, Wake Forest gets them every time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Brian, uh, I know uh, that you have not followed what every team has done this offseason around the country, but since you brought up Clemson and maybe this is the year to get them, a year after Trevor Lawrence, you can say that about all the big boys, really, when you look at Alabama uh, losing a QB, Ohio State losing a QB. So maybe uh, do those guys let some other teams in the party, or are they just too good every dang year? It doesn't really matter. Well, they have so much great talent around them. You know, you look at uh, the quarterback for Alabama last year. He never got touched, right? He had such a good offensive line around him. He could he could take his time. I'm curious to see if and when he plays for the Patriots, yeah. if he's as successful because there's a little more pressure that happens to you in the NFL than it does at Alabama. That's what made him so hard to evaluate, Brian. You've got, you know, 50, 60, 70 guys that could have been back there and been able to go through all their reads and make good throws, you know, with, with the best offensive line in football. Yeah, we're seeing that with Tua as well, right? We're still waiting yeah. to see how good he, he is, and, and he's been a little bit of a China doll in his career. And he's got to stay healthy, but you know how good is he when, when he gets hit and it gets pressure on him? So uh, th- that's the thing with, with Alabama. They recruit so well on, the, on their offensive and defensive line. It helps your skill players, your stars, your quarterbacks, your running backs look so much better than they might actually be. They're good, don't get me wrong, but uh, they look so much better running behind those big horses and and dealing with those things. So, so look, I think anybody who's there at Alabama should be fine because they're still going to run the ball pretty well and they do throw it more than they used to. But I don't worry so much about Alabama as you do some other places who have to break into the quarterback. Talking to Brian North on the Fixed NC Live line. North, uh, let's see, after two road courses, the uh, – Where's NASCAR this weekend? I'll have to check my schedule. I talked about it earlier in the week. But yeah. uh, A.J. Allmendinger winning last week. Yeah. What is, is he like one of these new uh, road course ringers, I guess, going up to the uh, the big leagues and winning a race? This week uh, they will be in Michigan. They'll be at Michigan wow. Sunday at 3 o'clock. Boring. Okay. Usually. It gets more exciting, Brian. After that you got Daytona, Darlington, Richmond, Bristol, Vegas, Talladega. That's a pretty nice stretch, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Brooklyn, um, Michigan, the Irish Hills, usually it's a, a gas mileage race. It's always a weird race there. And, and what's funny is it's in the backyard of you know, the automo- automotive history of Detroit. And the <clears> is <throat> always going to be so boring there. So, uh, A.J. Allmendinger, yeah, uh, a guy who he likes to road courses, got set up pretty good for his win. And they've had more road courses, road courses this year. I, don't, I haven't seen the ratings or seen the reaction to see if that's worked for people. Um, the, the uniqueness of new tracks, I think, to get people to tune in. Yeah. But will that be something that, that keeps bringing them back? You know, like most of people, now that football's getting cranked up, I've kind of lost touch with NASCAR a little bit. So, uh, and I think that NASCAR was always great, the first back from the pandemic, to fill your time. It gives you something to watch. But again, NC State standing next to UNC, sometimes the better-looking person stands next to you and you're not noticing it is football time tomorrow will be the last saturday without football as week zero that is so stupid that that is the thing but it is uh we'll begin the following saturday so uh we'll have some real football and then of course ecu and a lot of other teams boise state ucf uh, a good game on that thursday september 2nd uh, to follow too brian is that an AA, is that an aac matchup yet <laughs> who knows I, I don't know in fact uh Mississippi State, NC State could be. I don't know. Aren't, aren't all the conferences just merging into one giant blob? It appears. So no. Let's just make it one big NCAA tournament from the first game of the year. Yeah. Right? You just keep winners playing each other, and then losers go in, and then we'll have like a wrestling tournament. Yeah, you know, first. Play. Oh, like a Royal Rumble style. We could do that. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just put them all into a big pod, and winners keep playing winners, and when you lose, you go to a loser's bracket. But Whatever. That yeah, it's just it sounds good to me. Uh, you got some highlights coming up on uh, 12 tonight, Brian? Well, allegedly, if, if Mother Nature cooperates. But, uh, I tell you, since our chat started, it has gotten a little dark over here in our part. You said it was pouring down in where you're at, so yeah. it's yeah. uh, going to be a little hairy, it looks like. So, we'll see. I have no idea what these – these August – first week games are always always hindered by thunderstorms and crunchy go through you think they'd learn by now maybe push the season back or shorten it or something but it's uh it's crazy yep. like my household where the terrorists are starting to get restless no nah, they sound nice and quiet in the back i don't know what you're complaining about brian all right let me let me get closer, closer. <laughs> no i'm good i'm good i'm good <laughs> brian thanks for joining us man have a great weekend we'll uh, talk to you again soon <laughs> oh my god there's the crying sorry to let you go brian yeah. All right. Hey, look, you can start doing these in studio if you want a real reason to get away from home. <laughs> I've heard Troy and the other people cry there, too, just the same way, so Ooh. I'm good. Ooh, all right, we'll leave it on that one. <laughs> See you, Brian. Thanks, man. All right, sounds good, Clippy. Always fun to chat with Brian North, joining us on the Fixed NC live line. Shirley, you make the call. Free beer. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. The call has been made. I like that. No words needed. The phone lines are now open. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? 12. All right. Caller 12 wins a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, a 12-pack of Sky Blue Kolsch beer, a Bud Light shirt and koozies, and a large two-topping pizza at Domino's. A great free beer Friday prize pack. And Mike Houston comments coming up on the other side of this timeout. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful. And that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Select Bank's team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We've got the high school huddle coming up at 6 o'clock. Conley football at 7. And, uh... Just looked at the radar. Uh-oh. A lot of green. See some uh, yellow, some orange, and even some red in eastern North Carolina. So we shall see uh, how that goes tonight as teams are trying to get in uh, the first week of high school football. But it would not be high school football season without some bad Friday night weather. All right. Let's uh, get our Bud Light ECU report. Brought to you by Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light at your favorite retailer today. Be great for the weekend. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Let's hear what Mike Houston had to say following today's practice. Here were his opening comments. Wrapped up uh, 
you know, this week of camp, um, you know, tomorrow kind of ends camp. So we've got our scrimmage tomorrow morning in the stadium and, uh, you know, have, have had a really good week. Uh, so today was a little bit of a lighter practice. We're helmets today. Worked a lot of situations, like kicking game uh, situations. You know, it's preparing for tomorrow and, uh, you know, look forward to, you know, finishing up tomorrow and then, uh, you know, getting our legs back and getting ready for uh, Appalachian State. So, uh, had a, you know, a, I think a very good camp. Um, you know, just need to have a, a good preparation uh, week and a half or so uh, you know, before we tip off, kick off down there in, uh, in Charlotte, September 2nd. All right, Mike Houston was asked by Double B, Brian Bailey, what he wants to accomplish Saturday during the second scrimmage. You know, I want to get a lot of work uh, with the kicking game tomorrow. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of that stuff early in the scrimmage. And then, uh, you know, want to, you know, the thing we're trying to do right now is, you know, we have a roster that's as big as we've ever had. But, uh, you know, there's only 72 that are going to go to Charlotte. And so we've got to figure out, you know, we know for the most part, you know, who the first 30 or so are. You just got to figure out who the rest are. You know, you got to figure out who's, you know, who's ready to play and who's, you know, needs a little bit more time, whether it's later this season or, you know, maybe maybe next year. Um, you know, for some of those young guys. So there'll be a lot of guys getting work in a lot of different situations, and you know, some of the guys that uh, that you know what you got, you know, they won't see quite as much tomorrow. But uh, you know, just really, you know, of an evaluation uh, of personnel is the big big piece for tomorrow. All right, sounds a little bit like an NFL head coach preparing for a preseason game. He knows what he's got in a lot of his guys. He wants to see more from others, and there are still position battles to be won out on the playing field, and Tamar could go a long way into doing that. All right, Mike Houston was asked uh, by Ronnie Woodward after the stoppages last year, preseason, during the season, uh, you know, everything that, that happened with that, how nice is it to go through a fall camp without any hiccups as far as the practice schedule goes? Uh, I think the kids did a great job with the vaccination process. Uh, you know, they, they set themselves up to be in a good situation right now. But you have, you know, you have 30,000 college students coming back to campus this weekend. I mean, you can, anybody that goes out to the local stores, my wife said that, uh, you know, Target didn't have anything because, you know, all the, all the kids bought everything out there. And so, I mean, everybody's noticing that, uh, you know, campus is back. And so, you know, the hope is that we can, uh, between our vaccination and I've started, you know, really talking to the guys about safety protocols, uh, even though we are vaccinated, um, you know, the hope is that we can avoid having any issues, uh, you know, with the COVID, uh, with, with, with COVID stuff. So, you know, it's, you, know, you try to do what you can, uh, try to control what you can control, but, uh, you know, please with, uh, the job the kids have done so far with that. Yeah. No hiccups, uh, here so far during this fall camp, as we get into the regular week practice, ECU has been full go. And that has been a, a very good thing. Uh, coach Houston was asked also with, with all the veterans on the team, how nice has it been to, to have those smooth practices where uh, they've been able to kind of lead the way? You know, the positive piece of having, you know, same scheme, same coordinator, and for the most part the same position coaches, uh, you know, for a couple of years in a row. And, you know, you have, you know, guys that played last year. You know, as I was sitting here this time last year, you're sitting here with, you know, Chris Willis and a bunch of freshmen. Um, now you're sitting here, you know, Chris has, has graduated and gone on, but those guys, they're experienced second-year players now, and so um, you know you got a, you got a lot of guys that have game experience uh, that know the scheme. Uh, I think we're playing very very fast right now defensively, uh, extremely aggressive. Uh, I really really I mean Wednesdays, Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesdays practices 
uh, were extremely physical practices, uh, and very pleased with the way we run, we, the way we run and hit. So, uh, I think that they, I think they feel you know confident in themselves right now. Mike Houston there uh, talking about his veteran squad. And nice to have some veteran coaches who have been in the program uh, for a few years, years now on staff as well. Uh, Mike Houston was asked less than two weeks until kickoff uh, how he feels heading into this season compared to last year. Well, you know, last year I don't think you can really compare to anything. You know, uh, you look at where we were this, this time in 2019 and it's not even close, you know. I feel like we have, you know, good players in our program. Um, we're still, you know, we're the second youngest team in the country last year. Okay, so now we're not going to go from being the second youngest country in the te- second youngest team in the country to being the most experienced team in the country. I mean, we're still probably one of the youngest teams in the country because of so many kids coming back uh, with the extra year due to COVID. I mean, you look, uh, you know, when when I first you know knew that we were playing Appalachian this year, you look at their roster and. I said, okay, we're, we're, we're catching up a good time. You know, all their guys are going to graduate the year before, and they're going to have a very young team. Well, you know, all those guys came back and are super seniors this year, so they have a very old team. Um, so you're still, you're still a young team, but I like our team. Uh, they, they play hard. They, they play with emotion. They play with intensity. Um, we have good ability. Uh, we have good culture. Um, you know, we have good kids. I mean, they're they're enjoyable to be around. They're, I, I, I'm proud of who they are when they represent us in public. Um, so, you know, football wise, I feel like the program is in a very solid uh, place right now. And uh, you know, we're all excited about the fall. Uh, everybody knows we have a challenging schedule, but we also have great opportunities. And I'm, I'm excited to see this team play. You know, we're going to be extremely competitive. Uh, I think we've got a chance to have you know the year we all hope to have this year. So we got to go out and do it. We got to go out and earn it. You know, and we're going to have a tremendous test in game one that I think will you know go a long ways towards telling us exactly where we are. All right, uh, Mike Houston, there. Looking forward to the start of this 2021 season. We are also looking forward to the start of some high school football, and hopefully that can happen tonight. It continues to get darker outside our studios here in Greenville uh, with some weather rolling in. But uh, Mike Houston was asked what his message is to the high school football teams out there getting ready to kick off their season on this Friday night. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, we're sending out some stuff. We sent some stuff out last week to the high school coaches and, you know, in our recruiting region. Uh, and you'll see stuff sent out from our staff today. But uh, exciting time of the year. You know, I started out as a high school coach, and um, I have great memories of that. And, uh, you know, I've, I was talking to a, a, one of the stations up in Asheville this, uh, this week and just, you know, I have so many good friends that are coaching high school football across the state. And it's just it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for communities. You know, there's nothing like Friday Night Lights. Uh, you know, the, the whole community, you know, especially like the town I grew up in, I mean, the whole place shut down on Friday nights and everybody was at a football game. It's just something special. And I love the college game. Uh, but, you know, the high school game is just so special to communities, and so just you know, wish all the players and coaches good luck and uh, stay healthy, stay safe, uh, and it's just going to be so great to be able to have your parents and uh, and your fans back in the stands watching you this year. All right, there is Mike Houston. His comments today, wrapping up ECU practice and uh, about to wrap up fall camp with the second scrimmage coming up on Saturday. We'll be there to cover it. You can check out our pictures, video. 
and uh, all of our post-practice comments because we got media day coming up on saturday this weekend on twitter facebook instagram and we'll have the interviews in their entirety on youtube as well make sure you're subscribed to pirate radio tv let's get another break in we'll come back have more for you uh, we'll take another look at the northern trust leaderboard and find out where harold varner the third sits and also tell you what else is going on this weekend in the world of sports when we return on pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water, fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clipper Rock. Already back with you on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes. Doing double duty at the moment. Audio and video production. Jenny Sheldon doing a great job filling in today. The Chan Man hopefully will be calling some high school football tonight. Whiteville's season opener going on. And uh, we will hopefully have some D.H. Conley football for you tonight. Weather pending as the Vikings begin their season. The high school huddle coming up at 6 o'clock. Really uh, a fantastic show. Morgan Aylers does a great job with it with the... um, help and assistance of all the area high school coaches double b brian bailey will be a part of it as well so we'll uh get you ready for area high school football coming up in about 15 minutes with morgan aylers yeah and i just was looking at uh some tweets here and the ecu police department just tweeted out that east carolina is cu- uh, currently under a severe thunderstorm warning until 6 15 60 mile an hour wind gusts and nickel sized hail are possible wow. so they are asking for people who may be outside uh, maybe milling around to go ahead and get inside so it looks like we've got some pretty severe weather headed our way awesome should we leave yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll stick here that's a few gonna more be minutes. fun drive home yeah that's gonna be it a fun was one. fun listening to morgan um talk to some of those high school football coaches clip it did get me pumped up for some friday night lights so super excited hopefully it what have you seen tonight. into the future tonight and, and already heard the show no <laughs> i'm just messing with you jenny <laughs> don't play jokes on me it's not fair <laughs> the show that hasn't aired yet jenny already knows it's gonna be a great no, show i said i heard him talking to one when i don't know the other day <laughs> okay all right i know i'm just screwing with you it's gonna be a a good one tonight at uh six o'clock all right uh harold varner the third hv3 bogeyed on uh 18 sending him to nine under par he is tied for fifth right now three shots back of john rom still in great shape 
not only this weekend but advancing in the top 70 to participate in next week's playoff tournament so uh, a big couple of days coming up for harold varner the third something to follow on saturday and on sunday once again uh let's look at some key baseball series this weekend the braves will be taking on the orioles braves are red hot and have a nice cushion right now in the nl east the yankees are also red hot they'll take on the twins after beating the bombers last night tampa bay and uh, chicago we could see a couple of pirate pitchers in that series as we talked about a moment ago with sean armstrong pitching for the rays mike wright pitching for the white Sox. a couple of first place teams going at it this weekend in tampa uh shirley mentioned ja, um, um hoffman right jeff hoffman jeff hoffman i blanked <laughs> on his first name uh with the cincinnati reds they are fighting for a playoff spot taking on the marlins this weekend in cincinnati shirley's floundering red Sox Ugh. are taking on the They're rangers chris sale on the mound tonight for the boston red Sox as he has finally returned from injury i goes mariners in a big series as they will be in houston minute Maid park coming up tonight and this weekend and let's see the floundering mets are in la to face the dodgers giants a's world series preview probably not but two really good teams they are going at it in oakland tonight and the phillies are struggling right now they take on san diego that's a big series for both of those teams as san diego trying to keep that wild card spot the phillies trying to get back into the nl east race so that's what's going on this weekend baseball two preseason games tonight the washington football team taking on cincinnati eight o'clock on the nfl network and kansas city the chiefs uh, taking on arizona tonight on espn both of those games at eight o'clock panthers will play saturday in uh their home opener preseason game in fact the first game on the new turf at bank of america stadium when they take on the ravens i saw john moody i want to say it was uh said i'm glad the panthers will be playing on the new turf before ecu just in case there's some kind of turf issue so let's get those issues out of the way tonight if there are any yeah i'll take it I don't think they're there will they will, and they're taking on the Ravens. Yeah. So and this ECU, should be fun. Yeah, ECU has a new turf too. They played on it for the first well, time last Saturday. New grass. Okay, so there's a difference. I mean, it's all new. Like they still had lines in it two weeks before they just played on it. It was pretty crazy. So it is a new playing surface, but it's still natural grass as opposed to the turf. The Panthers have gone to actual turf rather so, than grass. There's a difference between like artificial fake like artificial fields with real grass and then just like turf grass or it's all fake (laughs) that's a weird question there's a difference between artificial turf and grass the panthers have artificial turf ecu has grass okay i think i mean i've been on the field practice fields i know what you're talking about sorry all right uh redbeard says jenny breaking down the fourth wall <laughs> uh behind the scenes with Jenny Shelton, uh new segment here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh what else this weekend? Well, we've mentioned a big Saturday. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're picking up new followers all the time. Just got one uh from a radio station. That's cool that uh, other radio stations are following us. Uh, so follow us we'll have the pictures video all of the fallout from ecu's big saturday and uh shirley is ready for the equipment sale oh yeah by the I'm way all about it uh, if ryan robinson doesn't bring you a bagel let me oh s- i'm calling him out yeah call him out on monday 
because he even asked for my order, so he knows exactly what I want. I mean, it's one a thing plain to bagel with some cream cheese. Talk about it on the radio and come out and say, "Hey, um, what do you want, Shirley? I'm going to deliver." And you sound like a great guy. If you don't follow through on that, you're you know you're just a jerk. So I want to see if wow. he follows through. You're just I'm calling not Ryan about, Robinson a jerk. I'm talking about anybody in this oh, yeah. situation yeah. that would do no, such a thing. No, I see what you're saying, but yeah. No, I, I hope that he would bring me uh, a, a, a bagel just simply because I'm going to get there early, which means I'm not going to get a chance to eat my breakfast. And you can't so get in front of nice. that one dude he was talking about. Uh, well, if he's not there, then I'm going to be in front of him. <laughs> I'm excited about it, too. I love it. So what are y'all looking for? What are your must-buy items? I've gotten, like, the zip-up, you know. The, they have the really cool jackets, jackets and stuff, yeah. Yeah, the, jack- the jackets is one. Is one um i want to see if they have any um ecu softball um jogging pants because i love you know me in the winter time like sweatpants yeah Yeah. sweatpants shirley comes out in the winter Uh, there's softball shirley in the summer and the spring and then there's sweatpants shirley i tell you what there's nothing better than sliding into a nice pair of sweatpants and coming on here and doing the fifth quarter yeah and a cool on a cool fall slash early winter night and thank god halloween is not on a game day when is halloween this year it's on a saturday we still get a show for the 31st i think what is it oh are you saying halloween halloween's on a sunday this year yeah so i don't have to worry about no well Well, well, wait a a minute no we're still gonna get a show Wait, do we have a do we oh, have a game that weekend? Oh, that's do we what have we're a game about. that weekend? Let's see who ECU plays on the thirtieth. I will pull it up here. I want to say we have a game that weekend. Machine. Crap. And because ECU there was a softball tournament that weekend and I couldn't go. ECU plays on a Thursday night that week. That yes. So there will not uh, be a game that weekend. Yes. Uh, October so 28th. I will not have a repeat of last year where I had to embarrass myself with the lovely Halloween costume that I was forced to wear last year. That'll be an interesting couple of days for students. You've got a home football game Thursday night. Then it's You've Halloween You've got Halloween celebrations likely going on Friday. And Saturday. There's going to be a lot of MIAs uh, in the classrooms those two days, I would predict. I would predict there's some MIAs in this Pirate Radio studio following that weekend. <laughs> well, maybe that too. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take our final time out. We will come back, wrap it up, and uh, get you ready for the high school huddle. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. It was a good day all the way around. The Dow was up 225 points and closed at 35,120. The NASDAQ was ahead. 158 points at 15,092 and the S&P was up 35 
at 4441 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Alrighty, wrapping up a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live and wrapping up another week here on PRL. We will be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, as we'll go back inside the Players' Lounge, our ECU uh Football players who have joined uh, us as Pirate Radio athletes will be on recapping scrimmage number two and uh, getting ready for those Appalachian State Mountaineers. The focus will shift uh, inward to outward, so to speak, as we'll kind of start uh, stop talking about what ECU is doing out of practice and start focusing on what they're doing to stop Appalachian State. So looking forward to, uh, I guess, game week eve coming up beginning on Monday as we get you set for the Thursday, September 2nd kickoff, Pirates and Mountaineers will be with you 3.30 that day on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Shirley, great job as always. Jenny Shelton, great job pinch hitting today. Enjoyed it. And we will see you uh, fine folks Monday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Don't forget to check out our social media all weekend. We'll have a new, a ton of interviews up from ECU Media Day coming up on Saturday. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we'll have the interviews up for you on YouTube as well. High School Huddle on the way next. If you're listening to our live Friday edition, Morgan Aylers about to take over and Conley football coming up tonight, weather permitting. Enjoy the weekend, folks. We'll see you Monday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.